just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. Before I get to it, remember, the 50% off sale is currently still live. We've got bloke jerseys, DMP shirts. We sold out of a bunch of stuff, so we've only got a little bit left. We've got bloke boardies, bloke cooler bags as well. So head to bloke.shop, 50% off sale. Now with that out of the way, we wake up this morning. The headlines, they read, Head makes nation come in pants. <laughs> what? What? Hey, were you boys reading? Do you see that? <laughs> Whoa. Um, Did, no, I, I don't know if I saw that one, that particular headline. Okay, it okay. was words to that effect, but not. Yeah. it wasn't exactly worded like that. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm new to this cricket game. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was one last night during the game that had what head was, <laughs> scores and everything, and it said, head tonight. Sitting next to me goes, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the boys have done it. Yeah. They've done it in India. It is absolutely incredible. Let's put this into perspective. Mm. We never win in India, or we barely win in India. Yep. We're up against a nation of 1.6 billion. The last time I checked, it might be 1.7 by now. Yeah. Actually, no, you know, no one's making love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. last night. Uh, day of morning today. <laughs> yeah, day of morning. 1.6 billion or around, let's just say it's in the billions. It's yeah. 1.4. 1.4 billion people up against a nation. It is their national sport. Yep. We have a tick under 26 million people in this country. Kind of our national sport to a degree. Yes, no, maybe. We go over to their home ground, their home turf, in front of 100,000 people. The stadium is absolutely massive, incredible stadium. There's, they love that sport so much, there was 90,000 Indians or Indian fans outside the stadium, just watching outside the stadium. Not only do we get the job done, we get it done in a dominant fashion. Mm. An incredible day for Australian cricket. And Paddy Cummins, take a bow. Take an absolute bow. It was amazing to watch. And I just think that what a run for this next generation of crickets that two years ago were under the absolute pump by our greatest, some of our greatest ever cricket um, players. Hammy, I'll go to you first, yep. mate. Speak to me. Well, I was very nervous when we won the toss and bowled. How about the size of the kahunas on him, winning the toss and oh, bowling? Paddy Blue Eyes. Yeah. Uh, I reckon, I reckon, actually, I'll, I'll let you go, because I, I, I'm going to try to give my analysis. Yep. It's, look, you're probably laughing and snickering in your car going, like, it's going to be ridiculous, but I'm going to try to give my analysis on what that decision was and how Australia played, but anyway. We'll, say, we'll save the best analysis for last. That's coming up <laughs> That's coming up soon. Well, I was very, I, was, I don't know, we, we were actually sitting in here um, mm. at Bloke HQ watching it on the screen, and uh, we were all like, what's going on here? Bowl, winning the toss and bowling first. Surely you want to bat first on this deck. He knew exactly what he was doing. All the way through the tournament, Coley had been making all those runs, chasing scores. He loves chasing, loves knowing exactly what he's got to do. Uh, Australia thought they'd mix it up. And if you have a look through our record over the years in finals, We've had a lot of success chase uh, when we've been chasing. We like to control and like know what we've got to what we've got to uh, go after. So it ended up being a masterstroke. Um, I mean, we started a bit nervy, lost a couple of early polls there, ruined Beak's best too, which we'll get to in a bit. But um, Davey Warner went out. Steve Smith should have reviewed, uh, but he didn't. Uh, Mitch Marsh got out to make one of the worst balls of the first of the, of the whole power play, a little half tracker outside off stump. But then Travis Head, get around him. Uh, and can you believe this guy actually got dropped earlier in the year mm. because they said his batting wouldn't be good enough in Indian conditions? No way. He didn't play the first two tests over there because of that. And now since then, he won us a test match at indoor. He was the player of the match in the World Test Championship final. And now he's the player of the match in the final of the World Cup, our best batter in the semi-final as well. He's so clutch. I love him. Um, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Mate, what an incredible feat. To think, like... 
we all love rugby league here and you know we i guess we love rugby league here and we always are going to back rugby league in but yep. it is just a national sport yep. it's a national sport i don't think like to put it in perspective it's like it's it's not as big as of a deal but think about this like brazil or something or england in soccer like that's their national sport or brazil certainly that's not their cricket sport. certainly not cricket <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not and i guess australia is a great cricketing nation but to go over to India in their home, their home turf and do what they did, like it's actually incredible. And like, it's really hard to compare it to any feat in rugby league because we just don't have that same comparison. Yep. We really just don't. Like this is a world game against a nation of a billion people. Yep. It's crazy. And then they're running the game. Everything runs to the tick of the IPL clock. You know, they're mm. taking over everything. Um, and I mean, to, to do it on their terms, they'd gone undefeated the whole way through the tournament. I did say that I thought we had the ingredients to, to knock them off if mm. everyone had a day out. And that's exactly what happened. Um, the other one, oh, I was just gonna say actually, Travis Head, some synergies there with uh, Nathan Cleary. Coming okay. up clutch when it counts, don't you think? In, in big final, okay. this is the guy that turns up. Yeah, bloody F oath. Future cricket immortal. Travis Head. Really? Get him in there. Yeah, I'm calling it now. Call Get him it in now. there. Get him in there. Head <laughs> never fails. Um, so he did really well. The other one who was an important selection, I think, and there was a bit of arming and ahhing, your man. You called for him all along. I Marnus called, Labuschagne. I had his back. Marnus, I had your back yep. from day dot, baby. How is it even a discussion now, looking back on it, Stoinis or Marnus? I mean, look, he played a really patient, slow innings there. Uh, he stayed patient. 50, he did. Stay patient, Marnus fans. You said it. <laughs> I said you it. You said it weeks ago. Check the tapes. He said it weeks ago. <laughs> 58 off 110 balls, but what an important innings that was just yeah. kind of hanging around out there if we lost another wicket then i know glenn maxwell saved us against afghanistan but do you want to have to rely on him to win you the game mm. probably not um it's going to come yeah. off every now and again for maxwell but great selection justified it um just a clinical display there like it couldn't have gone any better the way the bowlers bowled um get, keeping him to 240 the lowest score of the whole thing um just awesome stuff yeah, incredible yeah. i see okay again this is just going to be my analysis yep. of the whole situation look looking at the match and obviously following the results all the way through i reckon paddy cummins is obviously what you said in regards to the choosing to bowl first yep but i reckon another big reason he probably decided to do that is like india have had their way the whole tournament yeah it's like whatever they want you want to doctor the pitch you want to this you all that yeah. coin toss did you win the toss did you yeah. win the toss yeah who knows Not for us to say. Know. <laughs> <laughs> even though it's like a black and white yes or no yeah but anyway we'll just leave that there <laughs> um so i reckon because our Fielding and bowling has been pretty phenomenal, especially yep. our last game. Mm -hmm. I reckon Paddy came into that finals going, why don't we set the tone? Like, why don't we set the table and say, all right, we're coming out with our best. How do you guys react to that? Rather than allowing India to go, we're going to set the tone and see how you react to that. That's, that's what I – and I felt like it actually typified the way Australia kind of played, where they seemed to be really aggressive and almost like we're going all in here. We're not coming in here to like be competitive or like if we get beaten by one or two wickets by India, how good's that? It's a tough, yeah. it's a tough road trip. But by them going bowling first, they're going, no, we're all in here. It's either a disaster or it's a win. Yeah. Because imagine if that didn't work out for Paddy Cummins, how smashed he would have got for that call. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I also think that the difference in killer instinct in big moments, uh, I just thought that the Australians nailed it. Like they were, they were, they seemed much more locked in. Whereas India, like you look at the six, we won by six wickets, but if you look at that, you go, we pumped them. Well, I'm assuming that's, that's yep. pumping. But actually, if you watch our uh, early batting order, they were absolutely opportunities that India stuffed up. 
and missed. And I feel like the pressure got to them. I really feel like India, the pressure, they, they just, they almost, they crumbled under it. They, that's what it looked like, a team crumbling under pressure in the big moments. Yep. And I mean, they started pretty well. And the noise of the crowd, 110,000 oh, people yeah. commenting on it in here. It Crazy. was unlike anything you've just about ever heard. But geez, you noticed it really drop off and the decibels yeah. go down. They had a graphic up on the screen. I think they went 98 <laughs> balls without hitting a boundary. And you could hear a pin drop it like that. The the fielding, the whole fielding and bowling effort to do that is incredible. And that Taking the crowd out of the game. Sucked the moment. Yeah. And the thing, like, especially when it's a crowd of um, 110,000, when that momentum drops, that's like, it's almost like it goes the other way. Like, down, like yeah. as, as an Indian player, you must have been like, shit. It's like, like a benefit. You're getting, you're actually getting the benefit of their home crowd. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so they just nailed it. Oh, I couldn't believe when I watched it on TV. Like, I assumed the seats were blue. Yeah, I did too initially. I Unbelievable. Like, then I he pointed out a little patch of orange seats. Yeah. It was, I don't know if I've ever seen, I think you said it last night, a more dominant crowd. Yeah. Like, it yeah, was, it was cr- like, I like thought eight it was Aussie guys. They kept and they kept showing the eight dudes. Yeah, I, I um I when I first like was watching, I thought that's weird. It's not sold out. Like I thought India love cricket. Yeah. I genuinely thought yeah. that. Yep. And then I was like, oh wait a sec, it's bloody blue. Everyone's wearing blue. Yeah. Um, absolutely incredible. And the he- clinical nature of essentially every player. Yeah. Like just crazy. Hearing that um Blatchy's Blues Bengaluru is actually sold out for next year as well. <laughs> um, off the back of last night. So that, that's something to look forward to in New South Wales. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It, look, it was a, an absolutely incredible performance, and just as I said, the clinical nature and the boys like just stepping up. Like I just, I just, I'm trying to get a comparison so footy fans can see, like you are in enemy territory. Yeah, it's not. It, you're not going to like even if you go into England, it's a similar culture. You kind of understand. You're going to India. It's a different world. Like yeah. different culture, different everything, and. To do that in a pressure cooker like that, like you have to say this is one of, like not have to, because I can't make this judgment, but I would assume it's got to be one of Australia's best wins in, what, 20 years? Absolutely. Imagine the Aussie team bus uh, driving down from the Ahmedabad Caxton pre-game there. <laughs> would have been absolute carnage uh, down there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that is our best one day win ever. Yeah, wow. Full stop. Wow. Um, those guys, especially India, like, you know, they're the best, highest paid players in the world in their home conditions. Mm. Coley, one of the best ever, probably the best one day batter ever. Mm. Um, and to, to turn them over over there. And this is, you know, this is the sort of thing that a lot of these guys, Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, Steve Smith, Dave Warner, this is the sort of thing that would have wanted to tick off, you mm. know, um, winning something big in India. They haven't been able to win a test series, but you take a World Cup um, mm. over there. This is a probably the next World Cup team is going to look really different. So big tick for them to get it done then. And uh, yeah, I reckon our best, our best one day win ever. And I, I think it's such a, you know, Paddy Cummins in this team, when it all went down, you know, the Langer situation and the knock from all the former greats and the knock from a lot of people was, oh, this next generation's soft, they can't handle a hard taskmaster and, you know, we're, we're, our glory days of cricket are going to be over because if you can't handle a hard taskmaster, then you're not a good cricket player. I think this batch of players have proven that you know, there's not only one way to be a high, um, a high level professional, whatever it is, whether it's footy, whether it's, um, I mean, we're looking now in rugby league, the guys coming through now are very different to the last generation. It's different, but doesn't mean it's worse. And I think this Australian cricket team led by Paddy Cummins is proving there are different ways to create a hard edge other than being a hard taskmaster. Um, Paddy Cummins for me, like talk about setting your, uh, 
your legacy in stone. Yep. But regardless of what happens from here on out, which I doubt it will drop, he's think about his last twenty four months. Like yeah, we'll get we'll get to I'll, I'll speak more about Paddy Cummins in a little bit. Um, but uh, who who else stood out for you guys? I mean, like not not many really put a foot wrong. I said those two Manus Manus and Marsh, uh, sorry, and, and Head obviously with the bat with the ball. I think they were all pretty good. You know, the, the wickets were shared around. Starkey was pretty good. He had a pretty quiet tournament, mm. but again, when it counted, he peaked. Very tough to get away in the semi-final, and he was great again. Uh, in this game, got Shubman Gill. Um, Rahul was an important wicket as well, uh, their top scorer on 66, and then um, cleaned up the tail of their Mohamed Shami. Uh, mate, they were all good. Every, everyone really ripped in and contributed. Um, the part-timers were good as well. They couldn't get them away. Can't I just can't fault just about any of them. What had to happen, happened. Obviously, there's a couple of low scores there, but everyone ripped in and just contributed in some way. Yeah, I thought, obviously, Travis was – you know what I love about Travis Head? He could play himself in, like, how's that or something. He yep. looks like he is straight out of <laughs> yeah. 80s cricket. It's unreal. Yep. But, mate, I thought Marnus, he just played his role <clears throat> perfectly. Yeah. And, you know, I think it came up at one point. I think he was on 47 off 100 balls or something. Yeah. And, you know, my automatic reaction when you compare him to Travis Head is going, oh, Jesus, what's going on? But he just played his role perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that seems to be the environment Paddy Cummins is – uh, cultivating of this team first environment you know and and Matt, I'm not saying that people in the past haven't done that I'm just saying Paddy Cummins seems to be a very players first person rather than kind of dictatorship um, and I don't know how cricket was run before Paddy Cummins and I barely even watched it so that could be wrong uh, because even when even when he's been under the pump from the media and whether his players been he has never He's done it in a polite way, but he's always been a hundred percent had his players back. But he's never been in a. It's never been in an impolite way. You know, he does it so well. He handles the media so well. There's, there's very. There's very. Um, Paddy Cummins' leadership. There's very little of it that you can really criticise. Yeah. What part of it could you criticise at the moment? Right now, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you, you're right. The way that he works the media is he's really good at protecting people. He doesn't give the media many grabs. Yep. Kind of really straight bats a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, in like a cheeky kind of way where he has a little giggle sometimes, you know, and he kind of like de... Um, takes the tension yeah, out. Yeah, takes the tension out of the room. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I just, I think it always handle it. Um, in regards to the team, uh, what about India? What's going on there? So basically you've got this gun side yep. that 100% should have win. They were like five to six to one odds to win a few games out. Yep. Come in and just completely crumble in the big moment like yep. do i think they just seriously they looked like a team that when the big moments arrived they didn't have the confidence to step forward and take them that's what it looked like again that might be a stupid way to look at it that's just outside looking in what do you reckon yeah i mean I, they were just due for a loss mm. i think basically they'd gone through and they'd beaten everybody uh, we got them at a good time i reckon get a sense for the conditions early in the tournament it's fine to drop a game then but i just felt like they were due They've been going so well. At some stage, everyone had to have a mm. bit of a. a but bit do you of think it. that like, like little things like um, one of our boys nicked it? It literally went straight through the keeper. They they basically looked at each other. No yeah. communication. Yep. Like that is unforgivable on that stage. Yeah. Whereas where's the confidence of like, that's my fucking ball. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's the pressure of 1.4 billion people <laughs> watching you. Like yeah. it's a very unique situation. There's yeah. not, not many teams in the world that are ever going to have to perform under that kind of pressure mm. and it got to him mm. and if you hear there's whispers going around today that they've already sacked their coach <laughs> Rahul Dravid oh my god after that 
And they've had such a, you know, they've been test championship finalists mm. uh, into a World Cup final, only dropped one game that was the final. <laughs> that was the chat going around today um, that he's, he's gone potentially Holy. already. So yeah, How long has he been a coach for? Uh, two, two and a half years. Yeah. Have yeah. they gone all right over that period? Yeah. Legend of the game yeah, over legend. there. Legend. Yeah. Rahul Dravid, the wall. So basically, is, is it the, out, the um, backlash to them not winning is going to be so big that they need to go. We need to do something. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with this team now because, mm. like, really, they're all great players. You probably don't need to change that much, but yeah. you just get the sense that maybe there might be some drastic, uh, some drastic action taken. That's all just rumours kind of going around at the Has moment. Has this team been together for a long time or a short time? They've been building for a while. Yep. So do you think that there's a because they're so good, there's been a bit of lack of pressure on spots? Or is that not true? No, their squad's really good. And they've had a few players, in fact, um, fall out with injury through the tournament. Mm. So any 15 of them could kind of slot in. At but like, uh, what I'm th usually like when there's there's competition for spots, it creates this like killer edge. Yep. And they clearly didn't have it when they needed it. Now, maybe that, as you said, it might have been just the a billion fucking people watching. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, again, I was just surprised for a team that is supposed to be the cream of the crop, like yep. the best in the business, for them to crumble in their home ground and Australia to look like absolute killers out there, yeah, and be just, I guess, aggressive with the, all of their decisions. It seemed like it anyway. Yeah, those guys. I mean, that, that team is so good. It is really rare for at least two of them to not have a like take five or get a ton or you know what I mean like yeah. and, and nobody did it in this yeah, game wow. so shows you how good our bowling and uh, bowling and fielding is exactly so and, and that backs up your decision to win the toss and bowl first yeah wow what an you and Paddy Cummins have just been really in sync through the whole tournament bowl the wickets win the toss and bowl first listen I, I didn't want to say it but if the nation wants to thank you they can yeah they over can. to you let us, let us know in the comments if you want to thank Beak for uh, thank me winning for, the world cup for the nation look, there there has been moments in history when we've heard of incredible rev up speeches yep any given Sunday Remember the Titans. Yep. Beak on Packer Up Boys. Yep. That's that's what it will be said in a few years' time. Those are the, those are the three that I often um, divert back to. <laughs> yeah. In my day. <laughs> so you know what you're going to start. You're going to see what you're going to start seeing is when you see highlight reels with voiceovers, <laughs> cricket. It's going to be Packer Up Black boys. and White slow mo. <laughs> it's going to be Packer Up Boys audio. Yeah. So, Matty should clip one of those up actually. It, That'd go, that'd go nuts. The point, the point where it all turned around, put the date up there and stuff. Yeah. A like few, a few news articles. <laughs> the boys are gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nation comes pants. <laughs> uh, oh, um, incredible stuff from the boys. Did the country so proud, far out. I just, in the, like, like think about that, 100,000 plus fans against you. Yeah. You think origins a cauldron? Yep. Go over to India. <laughs> yeah. Like where you know there's doctoring of pitch. You know what I mean? Like it is so big over there. Let's just say the rules are bent quite a bit. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, um, and also it's run by the, the 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 sport is essentially run by that country. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Correct. like, mate, like they couldn't have had more of layups to win that comp. Because like it's not just um, it's not just the fact they lost it, the lost revenue for India, like certain Indian companies and sponsorships and blah, massive. Yeah. Huge. Well, at least they lost in the final and not like the semi. Yeah, That true. would have been catastrophic. Oh, for far out. All that other stuff, so, yeah. Just like, uh, Australian win, fantastic, but, mate, I didn't realise how well Coley had gone throughout this World Cup. Yeah. <clears throat> like, he scored 54 last night. That was 20 below his average for this World Cup. So you see, I said he was going to score under 50, just so you know that. <laughs> He, so, didn't. Off. he didn't, but 
He didn't, but I knew he was going to be way off his average. Mm. I knew he was going to be off his game. Why, uh, why didn't you say below his average then? Yeah. Uh, because I knew he was going to be way off. And when you say way off, you don't know the exact number. And sometimes... Only a Bronco would claim a loss, right? <laughs> real low, real low stuff. Real low, real low stuff come from a bloke that doesn't support anyone. So you can't no, even ping on anything. This is supposed to be a unifying day for the nation. <laughs> last thing I want to see is what's going um, on here. So look, maybe I, I carried the two when I should have dropped the one. I don't know. Yep. So the math was slightly off by four. Yep. Um, but I knew it was going to be well below average. Yep. It is what it is. <laughs> Well, good prediction. Well done. I think averaging 70 throughout a World Cup, though, is unfucking crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's like about, about 100 runs more than the next best, which was Sachin 20 years ago. So another bloke who won player of the tournament after losing a final. Oh, now we've won six now. Yep. Like we just get one Australia day Australia gets cricket. We do. Like for a nation of 26 million just under people, yep. it's actually absurd that we've won six. Yep. Actually absurd. Yep. Um, That's basically one every four million people. So, <laughs> lift your game, other nations. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> lift your name, lift your game. Um, now, very excited to uh, talk about a brand new sponsor of the podcast, a brand new partner of the podcast, Brutal Truth. Now, what is Brutal Truth? Brutal Truth are bringing a real approach to modern men's personal care products. There are three products, a foaming facial cleanser to hydrate the skin, shower gel to uh, lean up, naturally exfoliate the skin, and antiperspirant for sweat protection. Uh, Brutal Truth is 100% Australian-owned, natural, and an official partner of Movember. There is currently a sale at Coles, sale at Coles for the next 24 hours where the products are 50% off, but you have to get in quick as the sale ends tomorrow. Now, Brutal Truth is the name of the product. My Brutal Truth today as a <laughs> Mr. Cricket himself. Dr. Doolittle, Mr. Racing, Mr. Cricket. There we go, there we go. Uh, my, my Brutal Truth is, <laughs> is a lot of extremely successful ex-cricketers from our golden era were not a lot of some sorry some were very anti pat cummins uh when the whole just the langer situation happened and there were a lot of harsh i guess opinions about pat cummins even as a bloke to some degree but also the way he handled himself and the entire time he handled himself with class with dignity and i think that the win last night cements the brutal truth that they were wrong about pat cummins and pat cummins was right to back his players and back the direction forward for the Australian cricket side. Um, and I think that Paddy Cummins is an incredible leader. And I, I, as you said, if you're gonna lead someone to one of the greatest wins in one day history for the country, you've cemented your legacy as a leader. What do you reckon, Hammy? Completely agree. I mean, if you had any doubts about him at the start of the year or a couple of years ago when all this was going down, very hard to argue now, isn't it? Mm. I mean, world test champions, never been done before in the UK, retained the Ashes, mm. and he was a big part of that. Off his own bat, not even his preferred skill, he was winning games at Edge Baston, you know, with yep. the backs to the wall there. <laughs> Saved us a few times with the bat in this tournament as well. And then, yeah, we've won the World Cup. I mean, uh, very tough to argue or, you know, if you don't like the way it goes about it, tough, it works, you know? Yeah. Um, and the players are on board, they look happy, they're playing well, um, they're doing things they've never never done before. Um, yeah, I, I can't fault that, very yeah. good leader. And uh, I fully endorse that brutal truth. Boom. What about you, do you endorse it? Yeah, I endorse it. I think uh, as a <laughs> leader, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, DCE and the Maroons. Mm. Just like, I remember, you know, Cherry was, never meant to be the guy, didn't, you know, there was obviously a lot of criticism around him. He did things a little bit differently than probably what we were used to mm. from the Maroons captains before that. But like 
How can you fault him? You can't fault him. It's, it, it is being done. Yeah. The job is done. And also the way the job was done. You know, these are decisions like – these aren't kind of um, decisions that only, you know, real cricket heads can see. Like sometimes captains are kind of behind the scenes and if you, uh, unless you know cricket, you don't really see. These are huge calls that even laymen like me that, that can see. Um, to come out and basically – after the whole Langer situation, like he came out and he was kind of copping flack for not making a statement. He came out and made a pretty firm statement. Yeah. Uh, that he didn't hide behind anything. There was no throwing rocks and hiding hands. Like he was pretty open about, you know, I, he felt the direction wasn't what was going on. And he backed his players 100%. And he's getting paid back by backing his players. You know, even little things, you hear stories about certain things that players do or don't like that Paddy Cummins talks to them about and says, okay, yeah, we can change this for the team if it suits this. Like, I, I think his leadership's incredible. And like you look in comment sections and this whole, another brutal truth is this whole, this generation is soft and, you know, he's a soft leader. It is, it is factually incorrect now. Like there is nothing more tough than going to India and cricket and winning a one day against a team that's undefeated in that World Cup. What's tougher than that? Like what, swearing at each other going, hey, train harder, bruh. You're not training hard enough. Is that tough? No. Winning the friggin' World Cup, that's tough. Yeah. The only thing left in the trophy cabinet is the moral ashes. So hopefully next time when they're out here, we can we can shore that one up as but well. We might have shored it up a little bit because didn't Smith walk with the spirit of cricket, cricket all through his body last night and then he wasn't even out. Yeah. He said, look, I don't want this to be a walkover. I want to make it a bit interesting. I'm not going to review that. And good on you, Smith. Um, that's made, spirit, made that, the spirit went in his body, didn't it? It did. Cause he, he's, exactly. Yeah. He walked. He walked. He, he was walked. not out. Um, so there you go. Uh, we're in a good spot to get the moral ashes. And look, that's that's one nil in the moral uh, battle against England. Yep. Like while they were sitting watching, he was walking. Yeah. He, he could have stayed out there. He was walking to the couch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Something to think about, England fans. I'd be very nervous about the, the moral ashes. When very they come nervous yeah. about the moral ashes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the best. Um, <laughs> They're coming home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where does uh, where does Paddy Cummins sit for you two like cricket heads? I know we spoke briefly around about it last night, but I was pretty drunk. Where does he sit <laughs> as far as your pigeons, Brett Lees, these sort of guys? Well, he's yeah. just got that added dimension, hasn't he, Matty? The, the captaincy, probably. Yeah, it's we're, we're talking about like best ever uh, Australian teams for a good hour yesterday, and like starting as when we started watching cricket. Obviously, you've got Glenn McGrath as one of the pacemen, and then. There's a kind of a cycle of pace bowlers you can throw in. I reckon he's probably going to make my team as uh, in the best best team that I've ever seen. Yeah, for, for Australia, of course. Yeah, especially because, really especially because like just the captaincy as well. Like what he's done this year is ridiculous. He's the World Test Championship away, retain the Ashes away, and this World Cup, which no one thought we'd, we'd win. Certainly, when we were done, none and two. What he's done is absolutely outrageous. He would, yeah, he'd definitely be in my team for sure. Yeah, I've, I've got him in there too now. I think, yeah, you're probably going McGrath and Warren, yep. getting a walk-up start, Paddy Cummins, and then the other ones were... were the other ones were a bit hard. Were, yeah, a bit harder, yeah. Brett Lee, Johnson, Stark, Stark, that sort of era. Throw a blanket over him on think, their day. Think about the era that Paddy Cummins inherited. Yeah. So we had the whole sandpaper gate yep. situation, and then who was the, the captain that got done for off-field stuff? Payne. Uh, Payne. Payne. And... That, all, that stuff happened, and, and whether you agree or disagree with whether we should have gotten the flick, um, I, yeah, from outside looking, it looked like it was handled pretty poorly, but whatever. So that happens. Mm -hmm. He inherits that. Yeah. Like think, he didn't inherit a golden era of light. 
yeah, everyone loves cricket. Everyone's behind the boys. Obviously, Australia still love cricket, but there were a lot of people falling out of the love with the game. Yep. Where we we're headed for that, what, 2015 till about was that? Is that about 2015 to about 2018? Where it was yeah, sand, I think sandpaper was 2018. 2018, yeah. 18, yeah. So, and we we hadn't had big wins that much in that era, kind of. In that yeah, we were struggling a little bit. Struggling a little bit. Yeah, he along. inherits that. Yep. And an angry coach. And a massively angry coach. <laughs> somehow still gets some results with the coach that reportedly is quite angry. Um, oh, I see. Passionate. Yeah. Passionate. Um, then that whole drama happens. His heroes come out, some of them, and just smash him yeah. for it. Sma like, his heroes. Yep. Like, it would be like, it would be like a, a young NRL player that idolised Joey or something, comes, you know, plays for the Newey Knights, and Joey comes out and says that he's, you know, a bad player, this, that, and the next thing, questions his character. Yep. Think about how devastating that would be as a player. You'd be absolutely gutted. And then, so he handles that. Then he has personal stuff go on in like incredibly heartbreaking personal stuff with his mother passing away. Yep. And then he goes out and does this. Like, think about that journey. It's, it's actually, you would write books about. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. That's a movie I would watch 100%. The Pat Cummins 2023 story. Get it out. Get it out. Get it on Netflix. Over to you, Netflix. Oh, I hope the test. Is there a test? If there's oh, there's got to be a third. Come on, test, Amazon, there? Bezos. I know you love this podcast. Pull your head in, <laughs> Jeffrey. <Russ>. Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey, pull your head in. Get the doco done. Yeah. Get it done. Pay the boys whatever they need. I mean, what a series that's going to be. Because see, see, season one was elite. Yeah. Bit of a, bit of a dip was, in yeah. season two. Season three, bring it on. Oh, mate, season three. I cannot wait for season three because I love cricket. That's why. Um, I will say though, uh, <laughs> I actually have been watching way more cricket. Like when I say that I have never watched cricket before this podcast, I am being a hundred percent honest. Well, you refused to watch with us last night, so you could concentrate at home. Exactly, you to be take notes down. I don't yeah. want you fucking plebs ruining me notes. <laughs> Jesus and, Christ! And look at you now, fully kitted out. How was Harbour Life, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Paddy Topping do a good set? Uh, <laughs> mate, it was great. Had the, had the game out on my phone. <laughs> was Harbour Life on Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. Okay, well, I had a different Well, you tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. It all sort of blends into one on those sort of weekends. It really it? does. It really does. When you're just, you're doing a big lift for the nation, it all blends into one. Uh, but anyway, uh, brutal truth, as I said, guys, Go and grab their products. Um, take care of yourself, boys. Hey, can I tell you a little story? Yeah, I'll tell you a little story. Go ahead. So I was of, of the ilk of moisturising is not for blokes. I was of that ilk when I first met my missus. And look, she persistence beats resistance. That's always what she said. She's never said that once, but I'll just <sighs> say she did. And uh, she just kept hounding me, heavy. Moisturise, moisturise. Now, there's not a day that goes by that I don't moisturise. Look at you now, one of the most moist blokes I know now. Look at that. <laughs> so boy blokes there's nothing wrong with moisture seriously do it it's actually it actually feels really nice now can't yep. leave the house yeah i'm actually the same yeah when you forget to do it it plays in my mind all day. a hundred percent and were you the same with your missus like saying she was telling you you got to moisturize correct yeah i won't do face masks though i said that's the line you can win the battle but you're not going to win the war which is a face mask i uh i saw a picture of hammy last night in a face mask over in india from a oh, you're a face ago. mask man one of my I, um, stories of all time i showed you that in confidence <laughs> <laughs> no, I, the, the reason it came up was because when we were over in uh, India for the test series at the start of the year, because yeah. the, the boys were commenting on how good does Virat's beard and hair and all that look, and all, all the Indian guys look beautifully manicured. Yeah. And I said, I actually met 
and had a haircut treatment from the Indian team barber when we were over there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've got the pictures as well. I'll have to dig them up a little bit later. But um, uh, yeah, we, he came around to our hotel and he gave me what, what, what he does with the players, his hair beard. And he does like a, you'd love this as a big moisture, moisturizing guy. It's like a um, LED kind of like face moisturizing treatment that no they all get. No way. And they, they rub all this cream all over your face. It's like zinc all over your face and they rub it off with like these little lasers. And I showed Guru my before shot with uh, <laughs> before and after. All, all the zinc Do we on. still have the before and after? Maybe we could throw it up. Yeah. I'll be, yeah I'll it's be all right. Send it to Maddie. Yeah, yeah. I'll dig it out of here. Dig but, it out of um, here before and after shot. Yeah. Uh, it just, just comes back to that point. You've got to moisturize. You've got to moisturize. You really got to do it. You don't want a dry sort of surface like uh, the indoor pitch. You want like a nice moist surface, like the Gabba, you know, that's good, good bit, bit in it for batter and bowler. That's what you're after. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so get into Coles, get some brutal truth and support people that support us guys, support people that support us. Now, um, look, huge game of cricket in a few days. I'm sure we're all stinging for it. Uh, Hammy. Yep. Well, I, I just wanted to round out the, probably the biggest cricket story from the weekend. Mate, I've been looking at your computer for about 20 minutes thinking, where the fuck are you going? Yeah, this, this okay. Round out. The biggest one. Um, now, this is the uh, the bounce back from the Surfers Paradise third grade team over the weekend. We spoke, oh, about, bounced back. spoke about their collapse yeah, last okay. week against yeah. your mob. Yeah, against um, Mudgy boys. Yeah, Mudgy, come Mudgy, took their fucking lunch. In the rank. They did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you hear this on the show last week? They basically lost... Uh, or you're off the grid, you might not have heard. They lost... Um, too busy replying to messages saying, come back. <laughs> SOS. Well, they, made, they had five runs to get um, Service Paradise with an over to play and six wickets in hand and proceeded to lose six for none and lost the game. But you'll be pleased to know this week they successfully chased 167 off their 40 overs with one ball to spare. Um, and the key man really, it didn't start well for him with the ball was Luke Denham. He went for uh, Luke, Luke Denham? Yeah, any relation? <laughs> <laughs> it's, both, it's both spelled and pronounced differently in fairness. Um, and it's his well, surname. It's pretty close. <laughs> it's pretty close. So prob probably not. Um, but anyway, <laughs> don't let that get in the way of a good uh, match review. Uh, he went for, he got one for 22 off his two overs, so a little bit expensive. So he went, you know what, I'm, I'm playing off the back foot here. He's a bit like uh, Mitch Marsh when he made that 177, went for another 50 off his five, very similar. And he came out with a stick and made 70. And uh, he got him there. Uh, that was seven for 169 off their 39.5 overs. They've bounced back. And uh, bounced back, baby. To, to come back after all that intense media scrutiny the week yeah. before. I mean, you know, it just goes to show um, if, if Team India are watching, and I know they're big fans of the show, when the pressure's on, you actually can stand up and you can, you can, yeah, you can. answer your critics. So. Now, look, I, I don't know if they would have been playing in a similar environment of 100,000 people watching, but there still would have been a bit of pressure on the boys. There would have been a, extreme pressure on them. And uh, well done to the Surface Paradise third grade. Well, I mean, the biggest sports podcast in the country is talking about them. So yeah. pressure. And I'm thinking, of, my mail is that um, Luke, Luke Denham, they're actually going to, they're having a chat as him as a potential successor to Rahul Dravid over there. So <laughs> we'll watch that one with interest. He should then. bat once just in like white denim, just for one. Think of the content. Like that's content. A million engagements at least. You're welcome, <laughs> Luke Denham. Uh, um, so that I've was a big... Actually, I had a question for you. Yeah. What was a bigger knock? Head making the nation Luke come denim. in their pants. <laughs> Head making the nation come in their pants. Or Maxwell... He's a huge knock against Afghanistan. Well, that is a great question. And in fact, Guru, you broached this one... I feel very passionate on this one. Yeah. You know more about cricket, so you take us away. Well, I, I reckon we're singing off the same hymn sheet here. Who's it against? What are the circumstances? Mm. Both great knocks, don't get me wrong. And for the highlight reel, Maxwell's is. They're both exceptional. But when it really counted, I mean, 
Well, they can probably both dine off those knocks for the rest of their life, to be to be completely fair. Well, it's, I, I, you know what? As Australians, I bloody hope they do dine off it yeah, for the rest of their lives. absolutely. It's close. But I think um, given all the extra added attention and the $1.4 billion, all that sort of stuff, I'll probably give it, give it to, to Travis Head, our boy, honorary grub now, Travis Head. question, though. The, the circumstances, Maxwell literally saved our bucks odds, correct? Yep. Yes. So... That we may have had to meet India earlier if we lost that match, correct? Yeah. Now, whereas Head, even though incredible, yep. made a whole nation come in their pants, Yep. could have we still won without him going as big? Maybe we could have. We still yeah. had Maxi to come. Good boy. Um, so, I mean, we still had guys in the sheds there that, that could have got it done, but who knows? It's yeah. tough and we've seen it. We've collapsed so many times over there in the past. It's really hard to bat chase scores and batted in Indian conditions against quality bowlers like theirs. So not to say the Afghanistan bowlers weren't quality because they got a couple of good bowlers too, but I just think... I'm going, I'm going ahead. Yeah. Like, World Cup final, everything is set up for India to win. Yep. Like everything, everything that could possibly give into India yep. was given. Yep. And then he comes out and just absolutely explodes. The only area I take points off, he, he didn't cramp. So that's where Maxwell had him covered. Yeah. Maybe give some theatrics, Hetty. Yeah. Like seriously, that's a no, that's a little note for next World Cup final in front of 1.4 billion people. Just give us give, the, give us some content. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we are content fiends on this show. <laughs> what, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm Travis Big Tom. Uh, three for 47. I fuck. I think the first over we hit 16 runs. Yep. And I was going, how good is this? We're going to fly here. Mm. Half an hour later, it was 1 a.m. and we were three for 47. I just thought, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> this is awful. Uh, and you know, you're right. Maybe we could have won without him, but. We'll never know. We won with him. 137 yeah. in a World Cup final in India. It's a Travis in a knockout victory it's for me. It's the second game he's hit over 100, like World yep. Test final. Yep. Comes out, boom, nails it, does it again. And also, isn't it the biggest chase in a World Cup final ever? Yep, that feels like I would check out. Now, I'm going to credit Random Stats Guy because that wasn't me. Yep. That, well, look, guys, I know you thought that was probably me being Mr. Fucking Cricket himself. But that wasn't me that came I did think, that. I was like, this guy's cricket knowledge has to have a ceiling somewhere. He can't remember all these facts <laughs> just offhand. So it's good to know that you're human. <laughs> uh, but very impressive stat. Yeah. My favourite stat that emerged last night, what was it? The captain got married the year before. Yeah, oh, now you're going to love this stat. Yeah, okay. So love there's four or five, there's a graphic doing the rounds. Matty, I'm sure we'll be able to find it. That uh, something like four, five out of the last six World Cup wins the captain of the team that went on to win it got married the year before. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really, it's on Rohit Sharma for not planning his um, marriage better. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that what cost him? Not hey, for look, us to say. Are yeah. you willing to do what needs to be done for the big moments? Probably that's not. right. Probably. And that's, and Paddy was. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. Um, now I want an honest rating boys. Beaks analysis during this world cup. Honest rating. Out of 10. To be honest with you, uh, the proof's in the pudding, isn't it? <laughs> you go and check the tapes. Our back, we were zipping two. Yep. Uh, odds were at double figures <laughs> to win the World Cup. We were nearly on our ass against Sri Lanka. We were nearly going home before it even begun. And Paddy Cummins got the boys around, hooked the Bluetooth speaker up. He goes, boys, come in here, listen to this. I want you to listen to Packer Up Boys with Matty. Denon's got something to say. Bold the wickets. You can pinpoint that moment in the campaign. Look at what's happened since. We've gone where no Aussie team has been in 36 years or whatever. So I'm giving it, uh, I'm going to go conservative. I'm going to give you 11 out of 10 for your, for your analysis through the World Cup. 
doesn't feel like that long ago you were calling the MCG the Q. You've come a long <laughs> oh, way. The MCQ. And uh, I remember that day when we filmed the cricket art down at Rosebury <laughs> That Park. was actually just a fully uh, mistake. That wasn't... <laughs> like, I know what the MCG is, but... But yeah, we were filming down yeah, there. Yeah, we were filming down there. And I remember when you bowled your first ball, it was um, exquisite. That's what it is. Yeah. Exquisite. Who was his action like? Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, Matty? I don't think... I, don't know I, think, I think Denon's a one-of-one one in this situation. It was yeah, very... Yeah, I've never seen an action well, like Paul, this Paul Adams sort of octopus in a wind tunnel sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know in the comments section. Do I have permission to talk about cricket going forward? Have I earned the right? Have I earned the right, people? I, I want to earn the public's, I guess, uh, permission. Yeah, well, it's a very similar story to Pat Cummins. You know, a couple of weeks ago, people were going, I don't know if these guys earned the right. But now, have a look at, have a look at what's happened since. Very hard to argue with the facts. There you go. Obviously, I wasn't here last week. Your multi, what was it, 15 to 1? It was, yeah, so $15.50 was paying. And I went, um, oh man, I can't even remember now. I went Paddy Cummins, three wickets. Um, Travis, 50 more, 50 mm -hmm. or more. And a straight win. Because I was putting on my bets last night before the game and I, I got on all of his bingos and I was looking at yours. I just thought, I can't leave it. If it wins and I'm not on it. Yeah. I said to him, I couldn't think of a worse way to win money than yep. off your fucking wild multi. <laughs> but got on it just in case. I'm sort of glad that it didn't go off last <laughs> night because it was a tough couple of days at sports, but after that 15.50 pot went off, we were <laughs> back on the one-ply toilet paper for a couple of days around the office, but um, we've only just sort of recovered, so <laughs> maybe it was for the best. Um, Look, maybe maybe I'm, I'm I'm a company man and I just threw some shit out there. <laughs> and just, you know, that maybe it would work, maybe it wouldn't. But I maybe had my eye in for this huge clash we've got in a few days. Yeah. Huge clash. Saving your best for uh, what's still to come. And then brought to you by Sportsbet, it's also time for us to face some music, guys. It's time for us to face some music. Let's get into it. Um, now, look, there's some controversy around this face of music. Some big, big fucking controversy. Yep. Uh, honestly, honestly, Citizenships may be on the line. I'm not angry, I'm just sort of disappointed at the way this citizenships panned out. Yeah. Albo, if you're listening, if you want to revoke a bloke's citizenship, we'll talk about it. If anyone knows how to do that, um, let us know in the comments because we'd love to um, follow up on that. So uh, let me just get my trusty spreadsheet up here. All right, so uh, everyone got the following tip correct. So last week, basically, we, we picked our winners for the semi finals and also um who was going to win the final because we didn't have obviously we didn't know who was playing at that point everybody got australia to beat south africa in the semi so everyone's getting a point at least um so well done to everybody there uh we're gonna start with myself probably wasn't my best week of face the music but uh, we'll get out of the way early so I had the aussies head to head i had the following ones wrong i had mitch uh, mitch marsh top run score against south africa he got a duck I uh, had Adam Zabba top wicket taker. He went wicketless. I <laughs> uh, had Black Cap swaps at India. India won by 70 runs. I <laughs> had uh, Ratchin Ravindra to be the top Kiwi run scorer. He made 13. Daryl Mitchell made 134. Uh, and they had Mitch Santner to be the top uh, Kiwi wicket taker. He went wicketless as well. So, uh, But then I had Australia to win the World Cup in the final. Um, so more on that later. That could, that, could be, um, uh, okay. that could be big in the context of Face the Music. Denon. Uh, you had Australia to beat South Africa. You didn't pick the obligatory uh, Australia 13 plus. Thank God you didn't, because they only won by... Well, I, there's a reason why I didn't. Yeah. Because we didn't win 13 plus. They only won by three runs. Exactly. That one. Uh, you had Paddy Cummins, top wickets. Him and Stark had three, both. So I gave oh, you, I gave you half on. a point. Come on. Gave you half a point. Oh. That's how it works. If you're, bet, if you're betting, oh. top wicket taken, they both get, get on That's the same. You get half the odds. Half a point. Uh, then um, the, you had Manus to be the top run scorer against his native South Australia. Uh, you had that wrong. Uh, and then you copied my homework for the Black Caps game and that came back to bite you because I was it from three there. But that was, that was in the name of content then. That was a joke. 
So I should have just done, I should have put cricket first. I didn't, I put content first. You that's, did. That's a, I mean, it clipped up well. I think, it, I think we used that as the clip for the week. It was good. Yeah, it went well. Uh, then you had Australia as the World Cup winner as well. Good stuff. Because you around, know why? Because I love my country. Getting that's, around your, your nation. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I would have thought everyone here would, but yeah. uh, apparently not. Uh, <laughs> then uh, to finish off, Matty had uh, straight to beat South Africa. Head top run scorer against South Africa. Correct. Cummins top wicket taker, equally stark, half a point. India to beat the Black Caps. You're the only one who took India. Um, uh, so you got a point there. You had uh, Shubman Gill, top run scorer, wrong. You had Boomer, top wicket taker for India. He took one. Shami took seven. So six off there. <laughs> and then uh, you had India to be the World Cup winner. <clears throat> How do you sleep at night? I don't know. Seriously. As I said, Albo, I know you love this podcast, but if there's a way that we can deport this bloke to some kind of, I don't know, yep. other land. Yeah. I know you're both Souths fans, but, you know. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. Put that be, aside. Put that aside. It should be a nation first. It, it should, should be. be Australia first, then your rugby league club. Um, can yep. you please explain yourself, Matty? By the way, at three for forty-seven last night, he looked both of us deadpan in the eye and said, "I told you so." Oh no, I didn't. That is absolute mayonnaise. Went like this. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought I actually thought he started watching some Bollywood. He started doing this, and then he went like this. Dabbed <laughs> in front of everyone. Holy shit! <laughs> I, look, I was hearing whispers that he was watching a bit of Bollywood. Yeah, I, I was hearing whispers that he was going all the way with this stuff. Well, I hope he was because uh, might come in handy for him. Um, yeah, explain <laughs> yourself. Yeah, I got nothing to say. I actually woke up <clears throat> a bit annoyed at myself this morning, like knowing that I'm going to have to come here and literally face the music. Like there were people, I got a couple of deems as well, and I. Last night in my state, um, I replied to someone's comment. And I was a little, I was a little bit sal- I was a little bit salty. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. What did you say? Oh no, that was just like, oh, Maddie, blah blah. blah. And I'm like, no, no, I was, I didn't want to be accused of um, not supporting Australia. But <laughs> anyway, that was last night. I, I can take the joke now. Yeah, I'm, I'm very upset with myself. But yeah. well, the problem with that is, is you always put your nation first, regardless yeah. of if your inner voice is going, we don't stand a chance. You just put your nation first because that's called Australian spirit. It is. That's exactly what it is. So look, I've, based on what you've done, Matty, I've, actually, I've made the extreme but necessary call to impose an additional one point deduction on anyone who backed India in the final. Wow. And I've decided to reward anyone who backed Australia and backed their nation <laughs> in with a bonus point for them okay. uh, for picking that correctly. So we thought some of those amendments taken into consideration. Yeah, very Here's fair the, amendments. Very fair amendments. Here's the results for this week. Uh, Denon, Dr. Doolittle Kemp uh, coming in at the top on three and a half points. Mr. Cricket, baby. Mr. Cricket, Mr. Racing. Have I, have I not? I've won a couple of weeks now, haven't I? On the you have. He's up and about. Get around him. I get it. I just get it. Well, this is your part of the year to shine. This is yeah. cricket season. Yeah, this is where like, you do your best work. I know, mate. In the NRL season, I don't know why people even listen to me. Yeah. It's cricket where I do my best this work. Is exactly. And, it's, and it shows. And it shows. <laughs> uh, then uh, myself, Hammy the Bingo Bandit Goodman, three points for me this week. Not a great week for the bingo, but an all right week for my tipping, so that's okay. And then Matty the Mercenary Buxton uh, <laughs> selling his soul to India for the week, two and a half points. So Can you I'm, tell us what the check is? Like, How much did you get paid by Big India? Uh, not enough. Not enough. Not enough for this show. Seriously. Yeah. You did say last week I that um, you you would gladly get up and dance uh, if if need be. Um, that said. For the nation. Yep. And Please tell me you've got the correct kind of music. I do. Okay. So you're going to be getting up here to dance for five seconds uh, for your nation. Look, I'm still. I'm. This dance is going to prove I'm. I'm still a proud Australian. I'm yep. still a proud Australian. Right. No, yeah. This earns back the love of your nation. So you better give it all you've okay. got. Yep. Otherwise, Albo's going to be on the phone soon. Have you, still, have you got the trophy? Oh, he's got it. All right. <coughs> he set it up last night. As soon as we got the winning runs. All okay, right. for the nation. For the nation. Get your citizenship back. This will get your Aussie citizenship back. You ready? Three, two, one. 
<laughs> there you go. There well, we um, go. You're welcome. There you're back, we go. There we go. There you go. That is face of music. The hips don't lie. They don't. They do not lie. <laughs> <laughs> He's back Australian. Yeah. He's an Australian again. Yep. We respect it. Yep. Um, now, are we going to do any more tips? Yeah. Do you, we, we've got to have something up our sleeve yeah, for okay. next week, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, sure. and Can uh, I give you one really quick one? Yeah. Newcastle, race one tomorrow. The guru is back in action. Oh, okay, get oh. on her, son. Get on her. Twelve dollars. Is he going to finish this one? Or? I doubt it. <laughs> Based on previous runs, I highly doubt it. <laughs> okay. You know, I have bet on this horse in twelve of its last thirteen runs. <clears throat> the only one I didn't bet on is the one that it won. Are you going to be betting on it tomorrow? Yes. Yes, I okay, will. Okay, so steer clear. Uh, the guru. Steer clear. There. If you don't like money, get behind the guru. Horse. <laughs> Jess Taylor on board. Good things. Okay. One to watch. Um, all right, so what are we going to pick for next week? So we've had the curtain raise of the World Cup. Mm -hmm. We're now into the real uh, tournament that we've all been looking for. Separate some men from the boys. Separate some men from the boys. Uh, Matty has said that the studio will be open at 12.30am Friday <laughs> for us to come in and watch this one as well. This is the T20 series uh, against India again. So that's great. The boys get to go and they've already been in India for three months. They now get to celebrate for three days and yep. then um, go straight into more cricket over there. I'm sure and that's exactly... Also, they get to play a, na uh, a team with a nation of a billion, basically saying, if you lose this, you've got to be expelled from the... Pretty much. <laughs> from the country. Pretty much. That's pretty much what we're staring at. So that's what's coming up. So we'll just get a winner of game one. Mm. Top run scorer, top wicket taker. Okay. Uh, and we need another little tiebreaker because if you just got those three, it can... Everyone gets the same score. Okay. So we're going to go to uh, your boys in action today. Kempi in the Marsh Cup, Western Australia versus South Australia Ooh, at the Wacker. Oh, my boys. So I'll just get a head-to-head -head in that as well. But um, do you want the new ball for uh, the, the T20 game? Or do you want to just sort of sit back and sort of see, see how it all unfolds? Nah, I'll get the new ball. Yeah. I'll get the new ball. All right, uh, so who do, you think, who do you think wins in your top run, top wicket? Australia to win. Yep. I'm going to go Zampa. Wickets. Yep. Most wickets. Okay. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. That's oh, my boy Minus. You know, like he was part of the duet that was, you know, a beautiful thing to watch. But now it's his time to step forward. I just got to. He, he doesn't play too. You've had a lot on your plate. A lot of cricket to cover. He doesn't play too. a bit fatigued. I don't think he's in the T20 squad. Fair enough. Yep. Um, look, when you're fucking as deep as I am, yep. sometimes your blinkers can be on. Yep. Um, and I just was thinking of my nation and, and the Manus's incredible that's game fine. last night. That's fine. And so that's why I said I'm not that. having a go at you. I'm just sort of yeah, just... I, but I'm explaining to the audience. So yep. they know that they don't doubt Mr. Cricket. Yep. Um, so who is in the 220 side? We've actually got a... Yeah, if you want to run us through some names. Yeah, a former favourite son has been recalled to mm. the squad uh, to captain the side. Matty Wade is going to be back in the team okay. uh, after a couple of years out. So he's going to be is over Zampa there. Playing? Zampa will be in the squad. Wonder whether they'll give him a rest. Um, but okay, okay, let's redo this whole thing. Australia yeah. to win, obviously. Yeah. But give us the squad. Oh, I'd probably have to pull the squad up, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. I got it. Oh, you got it? <laughs> okay, there's 15 names. We've got Wade, Wade Berendorf, Sean Abbott, Tim David, Nathan Ellis, Travis Head, Josh Inglis, Spencer Johnson, Glenn Maxwell, Tavir Sanger, Matt Short, Steve Smith, Marcus Stoinis, David Warner, Adam Zampa. There you okay. go. Yep. You can have Zampa. And if he doesn't play, you just get whoever the spinner is that um, okay. comes in for him. Okay, Zampa. Yep. And I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go Warner. Yep. Runs. Nice. Wonderful runs. Yeah, don't mind that. Uh, oh, sorry. And uh, South Australia, obviously. Yep. Your boys. Go Redbacks. <laughs> Who's South Australia playing? Uh, WA. I'll take WA. <laughs> um, I will, I'm going to take Dave Warner as well. 
Um, who are the bowlers in this time? Berendorf, mm. Abbott. <clears throat> Abbott, yeah. I'll take Abbott. Berendorf sounds like a Lord of the Rings character. <laughs> Lord of the uh, 30 yard ring. Love it. In a strange way. Great bowler in the power play. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, sweet. Yep. I'm gonna. It's Tim Davis. He'll, he'll play, won't he? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go Tim Tim Davis for runs. Yep. Uh, Two first names. Yeah, first names, and I'll go the Lord of the Rings. I'll go Berendorf. Oh, I was gonna take the Lord of the Rings. Canberra boy, one of my one of my fellow uh, Canberra brethren. Uh, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go to Olympia. I'm gonna go Tanvir Sanger, the other league spinner uh, yes. that was in the squad there. he's, yep. he's worn the orange orange bib with greater plum the whole way through the World Cup. He'll be chomping at the bit to uh, roll a few leggies out, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely there. agree, mate. Uh, and also, if I wasn't clear, I'm definitely, definitely tipping Australia. Okay. Definitely, definitely tipping Australia. And I'll go um, WA. Hey, you got, look, you're going to have to wear this for a while. I you're going to have to wear so. it for a while. And you know what? You kind of deserve it. Mm. Yeah. You kind of deserve it. Exactly. Uh, I don't know what I was there. Like this morning when I was like going through it, I was like, I'm in a no-win situation. If I get the tip right, who cares? You tipped a dollar thirty. Well, you're even India more of a dog then because we're yeah. we're angry and we're going to take our anger out on someone. It was a no win. It was just a yeah, a really really poorly played by you me. You know what you did? You, you put you put your selfish needs of wanting to beat your mates mm. above your nation, and, and it backfired spectacularly. <laughs> it did. I hope you've learned. We're here to learn. So and what, and what is Australia all about? Mateship. Yep. So it's all connected, Matty. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a learning lesson for you. Hopefully you're not a dog in a week's time. Yeah. Something, something <laughs> to think about. Something <laughs> about. Uh, I'm going Australia, Tanvir Sanger, and I'm going to go the, the skipper, Matty Wade, back in the team. Yep. Great get around in to get some runs. Yep. And uh, I'm going to go the, the Redbacks as well. Go Redbacks. Absolutely. Yeah. It's in my, the Redbacks actually in my blood. Gary, my father, Gary, played one season for the Redbacks. So I feel obliged to, uh, <laughs> to follow, follow your boys in. Oh, it's the best. That is uh, brought to you by Sportsbet. Uh, the best in the business, baby. Face some music. If you're going to have a punt, you do it with Sportsbet. As I said, the best in the business. Always gamble responsibly, guys. Don't go crazy. You win some, you lose more. Just bet what you can afford. Um, but, yeah, always a massive thank you to the absolute legends over at Sportsbet for supporting the platform. Support people that support us, guys. Uh, let's get into uh, some more awesome oh, rugby league chat. Huge news. Not really huge news, but... We're in the depths, boys. We're in the depths. So we'll run with it. Wayne Bennett has been quoted saying the Dolphins will be interested in Ezra Mam. He said, if he comes onto the market, we are interested. He can currently negotiate for 2025. So basically he can negotiate right now. The Dolphins are also reportedly interested in joining for race for Tom Dearden. Um, but we'll talk about Ezra Mam first. I was seeing reports saying that he's like agreed to terms, all that kind of stuff. Again, not from any um, reputable sources. Uh, it was more just on the internet. Uh, look, it's of course, of course. And they would have the money to do it. Uh, that's, that's the biggest concern for Broncos um, is that they absolutely would have the money to blow Brisbane out of the water. The Wayne Bennett factor is a thing to a degree because although he won't be at the club, he'll be in the negotiations, I'd assume, um, <coughs> because he's last year is this year. So that's, that's the one bit, the one piece what, that makes me quite comfortable with the situation. And, you know, you may <laughs> clip this up if you get signs. It's the fact that Wayne's not going to be there in 2025. If Wayne was going to be there in 2025, I would be really concerned. The only way I think they get him to the club is if they pay massive amounts of money. I'm talking like a million to $1.2 million. Um, then I could understand why Ezra would be, you know, enticed by that. But I think this is 
smart footy by uh, the Dolphins. They've already got Herbie. They've already got Tom. Um, I call him Tom because we're mates, but his name's Tom Slegler. Um, <coughs> why not? Like, why not have a crack at Ezra Mam? And I tell you what, if they landed Ezra Mam, holy shit, that's a big blow. What do you reckon, Guru? That was my initial reaction when I saw this headline, just thinking, you know, like every player in this comp I look at and go, you know what, they'd probably be better under Wayne Bennett. Fuck Ezra Mam under Wayne Bennett. Oh, you just know he's the sort of guy Wayne would get the best out of. Then what did he do with Cody Walker? Exactly right. Yeah. Then it dawned on me. Even like what what he did with Milford back in mm. the day. Like he, he's got a history. Um, <laughs> then it dawned on me. Of course, Wayne wouldn't be the coach. Which I'm the same. I think Ezra. What the Brisbane Broncos are building up there at the moment, and it's the Broncos. I think he would be mad to leave. To you know, and I, I you know I, I hope the Dolphins do very well. But history tells us that when Wayne Bennett leaves, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, look at the Rabbitohs. It's t- well, I mean, halfway through last year, we were sitting here going, geez, haven't the Rabbitohs done well without Wayne? Yeah. Look how that yeah. played out. Yep. We see, we see literally the big issue with Wayne leaving is the power vacuum. Yep. It is, he leaves, it's like, you know, you could go as serious as talking about geopolitics. If, if a big power leaves quickly, it's replaced by usually fighting factions saying I want to be the guy that says this this is the direction we have or I want to be the person that says this is the direction we head and what happened at the Dolphins uh, sorry at the Rabbitohs literally that exact thing happened this year after Wayne Bennett left which is like you look at the Dolphins and you go you would hope that they would be able to combat that by already having Wolf as the head coach heading forward you'd also hope I guess the fact that they're a new club so maybe they don't have as much uh baggage from yesteryear as an NRL club and they've got the people because they're there at the start they are the ones already in power but again when you're looking at history he leaves there's always a power fight yep. always a power struggle with dragons you know there was decisions by the big dogs that they thought that they could make these huge sweeping calls and I mean dragons wasn't even a, a point of them basically ha- almost okay with Wayne moving on <clears throat> you look at the Knights look what happened there with Tinkler with Wayne absolute fell apart um, at the Broncos, look what happened. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it falls apart. Yeah, there's a long history of it, and yeah, I, I think Ezra Mam. I, I genuinely think he'd be mad to leave the Broncos right now. Oh, I agree. And I, I, agree. I know, you know, I've had people say to me, you know, Adam Reynolds will retire in a year or so, but sure. But the Brisbane Broncos are back to being the Broncos. Yeah. Name me a halfback in this competition that wouldn't jump at the opportunity mm. to play inside Ezra Mam, Reese Walsh, and behind that forward pack for the next minimum five years. Minimum five years. Like, if, if you're a good halfback in the NRL, like, you're taking unders to play in that Brisbane side, Absolutely. in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, the next best seven coming through <coughs> to play the Broncos is like playing, you know, especially with, like, the Reese Walsh, Paddy Carrigan, Payne Haas situation. We're talking about the biggest superstars in the game. Like, Payne Haas, one of the biggest names in the game. Paddy Carrigan, this year, I think he has become one of the biggest names in the game. Yep. Reese Walsh, I mean, it's undeniable what this kid is you know, about. And then you go and when, what made, what convinced me that the old Broncos are back? And look, if they fall off a cliff, I'm happy to say that I was wrong, but it's actually, it's their depth that convinced me. It's the fact that they're bringing in guys like Dean Mariner to just go slot straight in. Yes, Herbie Farmworth's going to be a big loss, but Selwyn will probably go to the center. Dean will be on the wing, vice versa, could be the opposite. That's when I know they're back at their best that, although he may not be as good as Herbie initially, He'll at, he's definitely going to do a job and he has the potential to be as good as Herbie Farnworth. That's when you know, I reckon. You know, like you might even find in two or three years, you know, as Ezra, Reese, Carrigan, these guys develop and mature in their game. Like 
they might not need a superstar halfback. They might just need a guy to direct. Like, you look at what, you know, the impact that Chad Townsend had up at the mm. Cowboys. Like, even if they were to just get a guy like him in two or three years' time. But you know what's funny, though? Like, the ironic thing is Renault wasn't a superstar halfback when he went mm. up there. Yeah. You know, that's what's – like, even though we it's look fair. back now and we go, he, he definitely was because he's, you know, obviously Rabbitohs aren't going as well without him. Heading up there, he was, I think, you know, on seven, 800K. Whereas right now, if you took what Renault did with the Broncos and then de-aged him by a few years, he'd probably get a million bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I agree, mate. I, like, I, of course, I think it's perfect case scenario we get a really good seven, whether it's a junior coming through. Or, but maybe we do just need a guy that can kick well, yeah. tackle well, and the other boys can lead us around the park. And you find, you know, when a halfback retires <laughs> or leaves, you find... Most teams are going out trying to find a halfback. Mate, I reckon the Broncos will be sitting back. Halfbacks will be coming to them. For sure. Managers will be going and going, 100%. I want to get my player yeah. underneath. What do you reckon, Amy? I don't reckon Ezra Mann's going anywhere. For the, the fact that Wayne won't be there beyond that uh, that next year, I mean, yeah, he'd go if he was there, but, it's, but you don't know who you're going into, who's going to be coaching you. Why would you leave as well? The Broncos, um, they're up and about. You know, Look at the Panthers. They lost the grand final, went on to win the next three. Like I don't think they're going to be that far off competing regularly for, for those sort of titles. So take a bit less, win a couple of comps, and then have a think about it after yeah. that. Yeah, he's like, he's 21 years old. If you thought fever pitch, and it would have been fever pitch this year for the Broncos, but if these boys get sustained success, yep. if they thought it was fever pitch this year, wait until you've been at the top of the table in grand finals for three or four years. That city, like, it is in undescri- like seriously you can't describe how much they do get behind them when they're going well i think the other big thing is that you know you got Ezra Man, the five out of the broncos you know and who's going to be the guy trying to convince him to stay the greatest five out of the broncos yeah have sure. ever had like and you look at ezra like i would guess <laughs> off the dome he's played 45 first grade games mm. he's arguably had you know one of the best grand final performances to not win ever well i'm just like the last time a 20 year old or however old he is played like that in the grand final Never. Like, it's, it's you like know. that's off Benji the Benji 05 is the only one that springs to mind for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. But uh, that's who we're talking about. But also Benji when you Mark. consider, you know, in my opinion, it was against one of the greatest teams we've ever seen. Oh, for sure, for sure. And it was like single-handedly got up the Broncos back into unbelievable. the Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, craziness. Um, yeah, I think he stays. I think, I think this is more just the manager being shrewd, trying to squeeze the Broncos for as much as he can. Um, and it's the Broncos trying to be shrewd because they understand when that Reese Walsh con- negotiation comes back around, they must be sitting there just going, fuck, this is going to be tough. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be tough because he's on unders now. If he continues on playing as he is playing right now, the money that is going to be offered to this guy, like the bums on seats that he'll bring, it, it'd be, it's going to be stupid money, like genuine stupid money. And I... <sighs> Yeah, touch wood. But I just can't see a reason why Reese Walsh wouldn't continue to do what he's doing. He's got the pack. He's got the halfback. I just I just can't see how it doesn't play yeah. out that way. Well, I mean, he should get better. He really he should, should get yeah, better. 100%. And like there, as we said, you know, after the grand final, a lot of lessons to learn from that game. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's pretty evident Reese Walsh, he learns lessons. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like, understandable from the Dolphins. I think that would this be as big of a story if it was, you know, mid-year? Probably not. They're basically saying what every club would say is if he comes on the market, 100% we're keen. Um, or would nearly every club. Uh, but I think Ezra stays. I, ju- I just think as well, I know a lot of fans don't agree with me on this, but I just think that 
the profile you can build at a powerhouse club like the Roosters, like Penrith, like Brisbane, there is a monetary value if the player is smart enough to deliver on that. And can you imagine if Ezra Mam over the next three years continues playing away years, becomes because Ezra Mam actually reminds me the most of the late nineties, early two thousands of any yeah. Brisbane Broncos. He's lights player. out footy. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, he reminds me of the golden era, the most of any player currently playing for the Broncos. Imagine if he becomes that guy in this day and age, yeah. how big his profile will become. And we're just getting started. So I I know that people get a bit like, oh, come on, mate, you can do that at other clubs. I do think there are a few clubs that are a little bit different that have a little bit extra push when it comes to that. I mean, it's changed a little bit, but like Broncos had Friday night games forever. And Thursday, you know what I mean? They've had all the best spots on TV because they have the best, the most viewers. Yep. Um, <clears throat> whereas you go to another club that may be big, but they don't get as much eyeballs because they're not put in the position the way the Broncos are. You don't, your profile just doesn't get, look, okay. Uh, Reese Walsh at the Warriors. Goes to Broncos. He's on 400,000 followers on Instagram pretty much. Yeah. Like, that, that shows you. And it's not like he wasn't playing um, poorly at the Warriors. He was playing well. He's one of their better players. But it's just that, yeah, it's big at Brisbane. It's oh, big. for sure. And I mean, you know, I, you, I watch that, um, you know, Matty John show every week. And I, think, I, I always look at Gordon Tallis and go, geez, like I wonder if he would have what he has if he didn't go to the Broncos. Like if yeah. he played out a career... At the Dragons, I, I, I think his life plays out completely differently. Yeah, it's, it's just the reality point. of it. Yeah, it's a good point. Four hundred, over four hundred thousand followers on Instagram, and I know like it's not the only metric, but to the young audience, it kind of is nearly the only metric. Um, now, Tommy Dearden with the Dolphins, I actually think this suits more. I actually think, uh, as in, what the club needs, the chances of it happening, the Dearden to the Dolphins could suit more if they are chasing him as a seven um, because the Cowboys are in this really weird spot. They've got this great roster. Can they win a comp? I do think they've got the roster to win a comp, but I don't think they're as close to winning a comp as the Broncos right now. I personally think Dearden, I think he stays. I, I think that there's a chance of him leaving, but I think he stays. But in regards to a suiting to the club. I actually think that he probably suits what the Dolphins need right now, maybe a little bit better than Ezra Mann because Ezra Mann is an out-and-out out six, I, I believe, whereas Tommy did, and I do think, has the potential to shift into that seven. Ezra Mann does too, but I think if you did that with Ezra Mann, you're taking away his best asset, which is yep. he is the tip of the spear. You don't want him to be the hand. Um But I also don't think the, the Dolphins land uh, Dearden unless it's a huge offer that he just can't refuse. I think he would be a fantastic fit there, though. Mm. I think the Dolphins, what they've shown in their first season is that, you know, they're going to hang in every contest. Mm. They might not win everything, but that's Tommy Dearden. Yeah. Down to it. So I think he'd be a fantastic fit. But, yeah, if I was the Cowboys, I'd be moving. I reckon Tommy Dearden's in for a big couple of years coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Like, the Cowboys obviously brought Jake Clifford back. They've mm. got young Tom Duffy as well. And obviously Chad's getting older. Uh, but, yeah, it's interesting up there. Like, I do wonder if bringing Jake Clifford back is a bit of a – Insurance policy, just in case. Yeah. Do you think that's more of a Townsend insurance policy? Yeah, it could could be both. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I just yeah, I think it's interesting that um, Jake Clifford's come back because I, I think people forget as well. Like a couple of years ago, like he obviously went to Newcastle, and man, I remember, I remember it very clearly. Those first few games in Newcastle, killed it. Like we were sort of going like, did he win a Dalian? <laughs> well, he was, he was on top of the Dalian. He was killing sure. it, and he was looking unbelievable. Um, and then the Newcastle season fell into a heap of shit, as we all know. Mm. 
Shout out to you all. Um, <laughs> and just, just for context, people, Guru got absolutely annihilated because he said Knights aren't going to have a good year pretty yeah. much. I got three apologies though, so that was good. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like Jake Clifford, when he was coming through at the Cowboys, like, he was an absolute weapon. Yeah. He was incredible coming through at the juniors. So I, I do think Tommy Dearden stays, and I hope he stays in North Queensland. I hope that he – because it wasn't that long ago, Tom Dearden was essentially – you know, the Brisbane Broncos didn't want him. Mm. The Cowboys yeah. gave him an opportunity, and look what he's done with it. Killed it. Killed it. I think the Clifford – you know, if you can keep Dearden, him and oh, – that's a decent mm. combination. 100%. I, I think yep. Clifford's got a lot more footy in him. I really, really do. What do you reckon, Dearden? Do you reckon you'll land anywhere? Good good news if everything's coming up Dearden because the Dragons are keen on him as well. Yeah. Dolphins now. It's a great time. Wherever he goes, he's, it's going to be big payday for Tom Dearden. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also he has – he because he's done so well um, in the Origin Arena already yep. and he has the mantra of – yeah, the tough stuff. And a lot of clubs like, like what what are we trying to buy? We're trying to buy a guy that we can build a club around. Like Dearden has already kind of shown that he has that about him. Yep. Now, I think Ezra Mam, you know, we need to wait a year or two to see, is he a, a club building guy or is he the tip of the spear guy? He Ezra absolutely has the potential to be a club building guy. Whereas I think Dearden, because he's had an extra year or so, has kind of proven, oh, he's made of the right stuff to build a team around. Yep. Um, it, do you think Tom Dearden... Is he a possibility to play Origin next year? Like, to be a first, like, and, uh, you know, obviously DCE has done a tremendous job. He's been fantastic. But, you know, I would have said the same about KP and Dane Gagai last year. Well, I was going to say, yeah, any other coach? Yeah, uh, no, no chance. But Billy Slater, like, he ruthless. I reckon he quite possibly could. Like, uh, yeah, I reckon he's every chance to go did or, you know, I, I think he's probably further down the pecking order. But, like, even a Sam Walker. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he does go w- with a different halfback. Well, like, one. the one thing we know is he is ruthless enough. Like, KP. Mm. Like, that that call has to go down in history. Because it's not like KP went back and, you know, played, like, terribly. Stank it up, nah. He literally won the yeah, Dallas. Yeah. <clears throat> and yet he made the right call for to win what he needed to win. And even regardless of what KP did at Clubland, he's an origin player. Yeah. He, like, he keeps me awake at night. <laughs> Stay yeah. origin period. It's one of the craziest calls ever, seriously. When you look back on it all and you see yeah. everything unpanned and blah, blah, blah. But even, like, you look back at, like, not picking dang Gagai. Oh, look at the season he had. And, and then you look at the centres that Billy picked and they were unbelievable. Yeah. Like, putting Hamisa on the centres, you're like, yeah, one game there, yeah, whatever. He's not even playing centre at club. Just, yeah, crazy calls. Um, I think both players stay at their respective clubs. Yep. I really do. I think that the clubs will move heaven and earth to keep them. Uh, you know, within reason. They'll be able to get more money out of the clubs, but Broncos are in a good position. Cowboys, although they had a disappointing year last year, they got a bloody good roster. They got a bloody good roster. Um, I think they're up there in the top three or four for most origin players. So it's it's not a bad roster to be able, especially if Dearden's young, Robson's relatively young, Scotty Drinkwater relatively young. You know, like that, they've got key players that have quite a bit of footy left. And like all of those guys, like you said, they've got a lot of origin players, but they've got guys there that are just waiting their time to get in. Yeah. Like if it wasn't for other guys holding them back, yeah. they'd be there. <coughs> Anything you didn't want to go back a little bit closer to home or not really a factor? I know it's not. It's the same state and everything, but Dolphins is back a bit closer yeah. to Brisbane and Maybe. that sort of thing. Maybe. Yeah, there could be something in that. Yeah. There could be something in that. Um, he, uh, yeah. It's a good shout. You just never know. You yeah. just really never know. I can see him more likely going to the Dolphins and Dragons. For sure. Yeah. I think if he... Does go somewhere probably be Queensland unless he gets a monster off from Dragons. He actually went to school in Mackay until year ten. Really? So, oh, okay. so, okay. so he's and then he moved to down. So he's been everywhere. It's a country yeah. boy like me. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, okay, some hit transfer whispers. Um, we talked about Dryden. Dragons making a serious play for Dearden, Lukey and Connor Tracy. Interesting all this Dragon news because you're like, you don't want to become, no offence, the Tigers where you're linked to every single player. But Where's the HR? Um, <laughs> <the partner? laughs> you don't want to be linked to every player. It's sitting over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Expect an email. Yeah. yeah, you can email me, mate. <laughs> Get back to you. Uh, I'll take your concerns on board. <laughs> and we'll put in strategies. You want some strategies? I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, now, what I do like, though, is like at least they're connected to some big players. How many years for the Dragons were we like, there is no connection to any big superstar players. Now we're seeing a little bit of connection. For now, I don't mind it because it's like, it seems like they're in the market. What do you reckon, Guru? Yeah, I think they're going to do very well to land one of these names. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But we weren't even connecting players within a club yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah. Like there was literally no, like when did you ever read an article of like superstar player connected to the drag? Like you didn't yeah. see it. You didn't yeah, see fair. it. Yeah. So I, what, I, what I'm saying is like, at least they're, it looks like there's some. They're in the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you the name that stands out for me there is Connor Tracy. Mm. Fuck, I want someone to sign him and just put him in your football team. Mm. I don't care what position you pick him in. Just put him in your footy side. Mm. Yeah. I, I think he's such a good player and so undervalued. Well, the they moment. could use a, a center probably if they, yep. um, if Lomax plays uh, at fullback. I will say, and speaking of Dragons, you know, obviously being connected to Joe Marnie, I'm going to make a call here. Huge call. Suali'i and Union. I've already called that fucking ages ago. So if that does happen, Suali'i and Union, don't go ahead. Suali'i stays at the Roosters, which takes Manu's big contract that was maybe coming from the Roosters and taking over Tedesco. Manu ends up at the Dragons on a massive wicket. You're going to get down there. I reckon that's because... If Suali'i does decide to not go to Union, the Roosters are not going to allow him to go to any club. Like they're basically, so they've got two options. They either promise Suali'i the fullback position from Teddy when he retires, or they promise it to Joe Manu. Because I don't think Joe Manu is going to sit down that centre for any more of his career. Yeah. Like, period. None. Um, plus, obviously, the contract he could get, he'd probably get 1.2 million at the Dragons. Yep. Uh, which it would be, you know, I know a lot of people don't like think I'm crazy and they all think that Manu's on 800 grand. I, I know, we, we all don't know. It's private information. I don't think he's on $800,000. I don't think he, they could fit that with the, the back line that they've got and the players they've got. I don't think they could fit Joey on 800 grand. I think he's on on the low end, 600, max, maximum, in my opinion, 700 right now. So 1.1, 1.2, you're looking at nearly doubling your contract. Mm. And also he's getting to the age where that big contract's going to arrive. I reckon that there's a chance the Roosters go, huh? Because he's because Joey can actually negotiate with other clubs at the moment, can't he? So the fact that hasn't been done yet, I think the Roosters are still going. Suali, what's doing there? What are you staying? You going? And I think that they would go. All right. Well, Suali is only 19 years old. It's crazy. He's still only like 19 years old. He's got. He's potentially Feels crazy. Like we've been talking about him for five years. Yeah. Joey Manu, incredible player. Golden boot at fullback, we all know that. But he has played fullback. It hasn't really worked as we hoped. So maybe we go, okay, we've got a tough choice to make here. Joey, go get your huge contract, mate. You've been an incredible servant to the club. Joey goes, yep, sweet. I get to play fullback at the Dragons, get paid a mozza. Suali'i comes back in and then stays on as an outside back until Teddy retires, takes that fullback spot. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I think for the Dragons... Ugh. I don't know if Joey Manu is the right signing for them. 
to be honest with you. If it ha- if it causes a domino effect, they're able to get other guys off the back of him, then yes. But I just, I as, as you just said, when Joe Manu plays fullback, and you know he's he's obviously going to have to adapt his game or not. But I just think it makes you very one dimensional mm. when he's playing fullback. And if you put him into that dragon side, do they improve? Sure, but I, I think they become. So Joey Manu centric, mm. and you go up against the good teams in this competition. They they take away your best strike weapon in a heartbeat. <clears throat> now that's not to say Joey Manu can't improve his game and add things to it, but mate, I I, I would rather pay overs for Tommy Dearden than get Joey Manu as my fullback mm. from the Dragons. Yeah, I mean, would it be a decision of either or? Could they potentially get you know uh, Dearden for a nine hundred a million and a fullback for one point two? Because it's not like mm. their money in their spines going anywhere else. Yeah, fair. Um, I just if they have to put all their eggs in the basket of getting Joey Manu there, mm. I, I, I think it's a mistake personally. I think that it just all depends on the market pressures. Like, mm. okay, let's say they can't get Didden. Let's say Didden's not even in the then they go, Well, it's better than nothing. We would rather have Joey than go, no, no, because like put it this way, that's a better footy side with Joey Manu on it. Correct? It is. Yep. Yes, okay, is it as good as the top four, top six sides? Does it become very Joey-centric? Of course, we get that. But chances are, Joey, will def- I think he'll improve. But also, it's, it, there's, you've got to take a stepping stone to that next level. And I, I think it'd be a gamble, but I think that team's a much better side with Joey in it, unless, as you said, if you've got a Dearden in the market and you've got a choice between throwing a Mozart at Dearden or a Mozart at Joey Manu, you, obviously you go for the half in mm. my opinion. But if, if the halves are no longer on the market, I think that you just make the call. I just think you go, boom, let's get some energy in this side. Let's get some energy in the transfer market. Uh, just I, take the best you can get. Just take the best you can get. Joey could, could get him into the final. Like Joey's good enough to get him in the top eight one year. And then you go, like I'm not saying they definitely would. Mm. What I'm saying is he's of the calibre of player that could take you from ninth, tenth, losing a couple of games you shouldn't, to winning those games and getting into the eight. In my opinion, what do you reckon, Hamish? As I was just going to say, as a Roosters fan, who would you <laughs> rather see stay, Suali'i or Manu? Uh, I hope Manu stays. I, I, I like he, he's always been a Rooster, you know, through and through. So I, I hope Manu does stay. And uh, obviously, this is all hinging on Suali not going to Union. Yeah, guys, which, this is all pure yeah, speculation. It all falls on that domino yeah. falling first. But uh, which I know if I was him, I would not be going. But that's each their own. Uh, I, I hope Manu does stay. Mm. I, I hope it sort of plays out that Suali's made a decision to go to Union. I hope he does go. I hope they keep Manu. Is it concerning that he hasn't resigned yet? And Roosters are renowned for getting that done before he even gets on the. Yeah, I think market. so. Yeah, it is surprising. Yeah. yeah. What do you reckon, Amy? Yeah, well, it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about the Suwaliti thing, but I don't reckon he's going to – I think he's going to go. You think he's going to go? Take the cash. Yeah, okay. It's a lot of cash. Oh, for sure. I just oh, – Jesus. Yeah, it'll be a grind, but very hard to say no to that sort of thing. Wouldn't That's, that just be the final dagger for Union? If he said no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I've spoken to some people in some car parks you must have spoken to some people you've got but no i i called it before i'd spoken to some people okay and you can check the case i only recently <laughs> spoken. check the tape i called it ages ago um but i spoke in the last few days i've spoken to some people mm. whispers i'm hearing whispers that maybe is a mutual kind of hey listen bro it's fucking shit over here and we've got a lot going on and i'm not ready for a relationship <laughs> you know Be- i literally just got my heart broken by a bold guy that hates the nation and I'm trying to recover and I'm looking for a fling, but $1.5 million is not a fling. Wait, so you're is. saying rugby are saying, rugby are saying that? I, I, I personally believe, and now I don't know whether it's true, I personally believe both parties are eyeing each other off, mm. awkwardly going, 
this isn't working. Cold fight. They get, yeah, they're walking down the aisle and they go, you know what? I fucking actually hate your guts. <laughs> actually, I don't know about that extreme. They actually probably still like each other. Yeah. They don't get married. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, stay, yeah. They stay friends. They stay friends. Of, Question of. is then, who do they marry? I, I think that money needs to just go back into development and getting things sorted. Like, I, I really, like it's not going to change anything for rugby union. I, I think you're right. It you does go. need to go back in development. But I reckon with that World Cup looming, I reckon they'll. Well, look at this. The dominoes. We're going to talk about it later. We'll talk about it now. Because we're in the depths of the preseason right now. Yeah. Season. Hamish McClellan just got the sack. Mm. He was the guy, I'm pretty sure, that took care of that deal. Now, all of a sudden, Rugby Australia hasn't a reason to go, look, he was the one that got the deal. We're not really on board with it. I'm the new CEO. There's, there's outs for them to take with Suali's management. Suali will absolutely... Like, the thing that... Like, I know people talk about the money. I get it. It's a lot of money. Suali is going to be rich regardless. Like, he is going to be rich. Yeah. So, it's like... How rich is rich? Yeah, like he's nineteen. Yeah. If 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 he let's say he doesn't take the union contract, you telling me there aren't clubs that wouldn't give him a million dollars right now? I reckon there's quite a few clubs yeah. that would give him a million dollars. Now, how how you have to ask yourself, what is your brand worth as a player or a person in three years' time by playing in the NRL compared to playing in the union? Is it worth one point five million dollars more? than what it would be in union. It absolutely is because, and I don't say this disrespectfully, we don't know barely any of the Australian Wallabies people. NRL's never been bigger. You'll be able to generate more than $1.5 million worth of value long-term by staying in uh, league right now. Now, if union turn everything around and make this incredible turnaround and head into the World Cup, that's completely different. It actually flips. Like if union come out in four years and go deep into a World Cup and he's a part of it, it flips on its head and he becomes more valuable than he would have been in NRL. Go to Europe, all that kind of great, great stuff. But at the moment, it's not like that in my opinion. Yeah. I thought it was interesting the other day, the Roosters, they uh, they put out a, a reel or something for their, their new kit for this year. And like you look at all the superstars on the Roosters roster and it was Sue Lee they chose to be the face of it all. Two reasons. 19. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> Second one. He's hot. Hot as fuck. Yeah. Um, no, but it is. That's, and that's a dangerous combo. That, when you're not going anywhere <laughs> not going and you're hot, <laughs> you bring people to you. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you're not going anywhere. Yeah. It's science. <laughs> um, but you're right, Gary. Like, usually they kind of like, if a player has decided to leave, it's like, well, we don't want more pictures with him in the jersey. Like, yeah. we're trying to sell. Like, we could use this content for later in the year. Like, that, they've uh, got about eight players that Brewster's fans have seen them win multiple premierships with. Yeah. And they went with Sue Lee. Yeah. I, They've I, got new signings like Dom Young, Spencer Lenya, all these guys, Sue Lee. Yeah. Maybe they're just a sucker for a hot boy, like we all are. Who isn't? Guilty as charged. Yeah. Throw the book at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about rugby then while we're on the on the, the topic. Oh, Hamish McLennan, he has uh, been ousted, voted no confidence. I think there's like five states, uh, rugby union states, so I think... His plan was to centralise, I think, a lot of the, the running of like the Super Rugby franchises and New South Wales were on board, Victoria on board, but all the other states were not on board. Uh, so there was a vote of no confidence uh, from those five states, which saw him ousted. Now, they'd already tried to give him the opportunity to resign. He said, no, nope, not going anywhere unless I get voted out. So not only has he left his role, he's actually left his role as director as well. Um, now, Hamish was... He helped usher in us getting the rights for the World Cup 2027. Mm -hmm. So there were you know, some things that he did well, I, I guess. Again, I don't know that much about it. But I will say 
the, just some of the quotes I've seen from him um, in regards to the Eddie Jones situation, just as an Australian rather than a rugby fan because I don't know that much about it, that's where I was like, mate, if that's your perspective on it, it's very hard for me to feel like you are the guy for such an important role in this country. Uh, what do you reckon, boys? Mate, I completely agree. I probably don't know quite enough about it to comment too much in depth, but those comments the other day, I just sat there and went, that's nail in the coffin stuff. Like we all make mistakes, we all fuck up. So sure. it, that's sweet. But to say there's no regrets whatsoever. Yeah. Crazy. Bizarre. Like, yeah. cause like the thing is, is that no one saw this coming. There wasn't a single person, well, there would have been people, but most people are like, Eddie Jones is back. He's gonna revital. Like we're all excited. Yeah. We're all excited. So I don't think any reasonable person expected this to happen. So therefore, how could you hold McLennan to, to that much of account? Obviously you've got to hold him to account because he made the call, blah, blah, blah. But you'd be like, man, even he didn't see this coming. But yeah. to come out and say, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. That's insane. Tone deaf, isn't it? Yeah. As an Aussie as well, like, yeah, not a big rugby union guy, but just so disappointing. Gave us a bit of hope and it went really badly. I mean, I wonder whether he might've survived had he have just owned it and gone nuts didn't go particularly well as yeah. I'd seen it. We learn from it, we get, you know, we go again, but to double down and say, nah, no regrets. Um, very upsetting as an Australian. As an Indian cricket fan, Matty, how do you feel about it? <laughs> no comment, no comment from me. Um, yeah, look, it, very strange, very strange um, to come out, you know, not change anything. And, and look, I, I'm sure he's done some really good things, um, but I guess, then you have to go, okay, well, if that's your perspective on this and your lack of accountability, it seems anyway, your lack of accountability on the situation that's just unfolded, is he a hard guy to work with? Is that what the other states are saying? That it's like his way or there's just no way? Um, because, yeah, I mean, all the states to vote like that and push him on and him, and him saying, I'm not going to go unless I get voted. It's like, even that says a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he knows he's about to get voted out. But he, because it's almost a, a selfish approach, mm. because if you want to put the game first, and look, I don't know the ins and outs, there's probably way more to it. So I apologize, and I'm happy to be told I'm wrong in the comments. So please, we'd, as you guys know on this podcast, we always want to know about more about sports we're not um, that familiar with, so please enlighten us. But what's best for the game is that if, if you know you're about to get voted out, mm. you keep it behind closed doors, and you step aside, yep. and you say, you know what? Didn't work out the way we thought it would work out with the Eddie Jones or our decision. So I'm going to move move on and allow someone else to come in. And I think that's like the honourable thing to do. Yeah. Um, but to to create an environment where you're, it's it seems to me like a selfish decision of, well then on my record I can say, I didn't walk away from anything. You guys told me to leave. That that's what it seems like. It's it's um, that decision is. Yeah. The whole thing's just a fucking shit show. It's just it? a shit show. And that's the problem with the union. Yeah. It's like, we've been here before. Yeah. Fire people, someone else comes in, fire people. You know, like, so it's just, how is it, like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over. And it just, it does sort of feel like, you know, once again, don't know everything about it, more than happy to be called on it, but it just feels like no one's willing to take accountability for the constant fuck-ups. Yeah, constant. Like, it's not like it's not like we woke up last week and was like, oh, Wallabies aren't in a good spot. Yeah. I've been saying this for a decade. Mm. Like, literally a decade. If not more. And it's always someone else's fault. You know yeah. what I mean? Infighting, power struggles, and very, very bizarre behaviour. And, like, the Eddie Jones situation, like, 
that the again the fact that you couldn't just immediately go got that one wrong guys i apologize you know because basically he's come out and said hamish mcclendon's come out and said there was a, an active smear campaign campaign against him and said that oh we didn't do well at the world cup but that's because of underlying issues it's like hang on a sec hang on a sec we all know we have underlying issues at union but there were actual selections made by your guy that you brought in that definitely didn't help us yeah so now if those selections were made in okay i'm going to go youth because we're building towards a world cup after eddie jones would have stuck around but he didn't he bounced so that's what i'm doesn't doesn't make sense those underlying issues weren't those selection choices to try and fix the underlying issues and build this new doesn't make any sense to me yeah and then he's out of here and he's off to coach probably another team yeah. in the next couple of weeks bizarre yeah so bizarre it just feels like a massive like inside job it's like i'm going to come here going to sack all the experienced guys bring all these young guys <laughs> yeah. and then i'm going to leave immediately <laughs> immediately immediately after and and when i when i do m like move all these guys on i'm going to keep saying the mantra of i'm building for the future yeah and then bounce but before i do i'm also going to say all the guys i dropped are terrible role models for no reason for no reason and yeah it's just a just a dumpster fire Far isn't out. it just craziness craziness i feel feel terrible for rugby australia like they yeah. are on death's door right now yeah death's door um i mean what else is there to say let us know in the comment section union fan would love your insight i'm sure it's better than ours but the whole thing has just been a disaster absolute unmitigated disaster you are single-handedly fixed cricket in this country maybe yeah. maybe rugby union's your next your next one maybe maybe reach out big union maybe reach out because <laughs> i'm obviously getting under the table for cricket Yep. They reckon I've revived the game in the country. That's what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> there have be, been uh, a few signs. <laughs> yeah, a few signs like retaining the ashes and all that kind of stuff. But until I made that speech, yep. the game's never going to be saying again. If you can, <laughs> if you can get us a slow, let alone a World Cup, that would be your greatest achievement okay. by far and all. All right. Challenge accepted, boys. Challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, Kiri and the Roosters are currently negotiating to send his contract beyond a year to play in 2025. Um, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, I guess it'll be about price. It'll be about making sure they keep Sam Walker. Because uh, I thought he played some good footy towards the end of the year. Um, because based to, to extend his contract by year to play. Okay, so he's only signed for this year, but they want him till 2025. I guess, yeah, makes sense. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think it makes sense as well. And I agree with you. I thought the first half of the season, he was very quiet. And I, I, I sort of found it strange how much criticism Luke Curry avoided but he got to the back end of the season and he played some very good footy there's no doubt about it and I think that you know you finally saw him and Sam Walker gel I know we have seen it previously and it's sort of been up and down but it felt like they'd found the balance at the back end of the season yeah, and I sure. know we've said that before mm. I'm well and truly aware of that but um, yeah I, I, I think end of 2025 I think that'll sort of be where the career of Luke Curry sort of wrap up I yeah think. I don't see him playing past 2025 which um, I mean you know, if he doesn't achieve another thing in rugby league, he's a three-time premiership winner. That's actually mm. crazy. Clive Churchill medalist, played Origin, played for the Kangaroos, I believe. I, th I thought he played a couple of games for the Kangaroos. Put an absolute clinic on a pretty good Melbourne Storm side yep. in a yeah, grand final. Absolute clinic. It's yeah. the probably the quietest we've ever seen in Melbourne. Storm yep, you're right, Guru. 2018. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he was in that um, Tonga game, I think. Mm. Yeah, so it's been an unbelievable career for him and. Yeah, it'll be. I'm keen to watch how Sam Walker develops under him yeah, as well. For sure. 
Uh, also, rumours that Whiten will play centre for the first couple of years with an eye to replace Walker at six. This surprised the shit out of me. Mm. Uh, Ricky Stewart's last press conference was him saying Walker's not a six, he doesn't... Uh, sorry, Whiten's not a six, he doesn't like playing six, he only did it for the club. And now all of a sudden he's eyeing the six jersey when Cody Walker decides to retire. Very surprising. I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I just think he's an out-and-out centre. Yeah. And I think there's anything wrong with that either. Yeah. I feel like we're constantly trying to shift good players into more prominent positions. If you're a, if you're a gun at one position, be the best at that. Mm. And I, th- I think as a left centre, he would be tremendous. Uh, as you guys know, I don't love the idea of him playing uh, left second row, but I'd rather him there than 5'8". 100%. 100%. Um, and I'd r- way rather him at centre. Look, I, I'm, I'm neither here nor there. If he plays centre... It's the reason why the centre situation is hard for me is because I just think Isaiah Tass, uh, Tass has been so good. Yeah, it's tough to move him. But if he played centre, he played centre. Like, uh, good. He'll yeah. be gone. They've got a young guy coming through as well, Jai Gray. I th- I'd be putting money on him to be the guy to replace Cody Walker. Yeah, okay. When he comes through. Don't they also have a, a six in New South Wales Cup that goes all right as well? Yeah, they got Hawkins as well. No, uh, the other the other guy, the young guy. Uh, Dion. Yeah, he played for Tonga this year, the back end of the season, Matty. Yeah, uh, so they've got plenty of options there. I yeah, I don't know. Whiten and, and you know it's so funny after all that to hear Ricky Stewart say it himself. Yeah, like like he did well at five eight, but he's not a five eight. Yeah, no. He, he's a good footballer who can play multiple positions. You know, if I, if I had to write down the four spots I want to see him play for South Sydney, I'd have lock before I'd have five eight. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I just bizarre, bizarre that this come out. Um, but exciting times. He is in the kit. We saw the first mm. image today. Um, and the rig, he had a rig shot. At, was it Maroubra over the weekend? Oh, he had a rig Looking shot. Phenomenal. Wow. Um, Nick. So very exciting for the for the Bunnies fans. A uh, bit of news as well. Well, not really news, but development. Um, New, New Zealand Rugby League are going to have a board meeting because a few of their ex-players don't think that he'll be able to um, prioritise the Kiwi job if he takes the origin job. So Madge's New Zealand future is up in the air at the moment. Ooh. Has that been confirmed by New South Wales no. Rugby League yet? No. Nah. So apparently it's not being confirmed out of respect for the New Zealand well, job. I've, but but I've read that it hasn't been confirmed because they're trying to nut out a few contract situations. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> nah, we're sweet. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Could you imagine? Oh. Yep. Yeah, I Could you imagine? Damn. That, that, is, that is tough a match, having that famous win and then... Yeah. Them going, mate, see the New South Wales or New Zealand. <laughs> Meanwhile, Billy's sitting on his farm, pounding bananas, watching his fucking <laughs> Good times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, NRL grid has exploded onto the scene. <laughs> We're going again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, let's do it. You got to drive this week, Guru? Uh, fucking oath I do. One let's bit of... Fucking go, baby. Worst we, content on the internet. Let's do it. We had a review meeting after last week's <laughs> grid and we probably um, came to an agreement. There was a little bit too much... Maybe for the YouTube fans, it might have been okay. So it was sort of seeing us think, but hearing <laughs> us think on the podcast, there was a... You always want to avoid dead air, don't you, on, on radio well, or podcast? Let, let's get the... Uh, uh, the um, events in order. So before the podcast, it yeah. was floated, and I'm not going to throw anyone on the bus. It was floated about this NRL grid. I hadn't heard about it at all. So I was floated. You're off the inter- grid. I was off the <laughs> grid. Fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard about it anyway. So it was explained to me, 
And I said, listen, I'm just not sure if that's good for the content of a podcast. I'm just not sure them listening to us guess names. But I had my arm twisted because I'm a man of the people. Yep. It's a democracy. Yep. And it was a two to one vote. Yep. Um, Ended up being democracy manifest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Succulent Chinese meals was hard. Yeah. Um, And so succulent succulent content was made. Yep. And so it was a vote, two verse one. We decided to have an old grid on the show. Get your hand off my grid. And we decided to do it. And it was the worst content on the internet. And we're going to double down and do it again this week. NRL grid for the day. We haven't had a look. We don't know what the answers are. Let's get straight into it. Yeah, we can do worse than next week. Last week. All right. So our top column, debut 2015 to 2020. Then we've got a St. George of the Warrior Dragons jersey. Then we've got a Steve Price teammate. Mm. I think you're fitting into one of those just quietly. Uh, Then we've got down the side, we've got New Zealand Warriors, a premiership winner and a Canterbury Bulldogs jersey. Mm. Matty, where do you want to start, mate? Uh, I mean, I always just go top left because- Top left? Yeah. Debuted 2015 to 2020 and has played for the New Zealand Warriors. Um, What are we thinking? thinking Guys like Reese Walsh, probably going to be too many. No, no, I should get this because obviously- Oh, so what was the years? 2015 to 2020. Yeah. And they have played for the New Zealand Warriors, Warriors. at some point. Yeah. Oh, I wish I remembered his name. Remember that fullback that was gun? Fisa Arsi or something like oh, that? Oh, Glenn Fishyahi. The fish. The fish. Remember him? Was he before? Was he not before I that? I think he might have been before. Oh, was he before? Glenn. That? Yeah, I reckon he was well before that. Yeah. Yeah, because he was. Didn't he, didn't he play against you in the. Toyota Cup Grand Yeah, in the 20s, like in about 2010, 2011. Yeah, yeah. That. No, that was early days. Um, 2015, 2020 has played Warriors for the Warriors. Um, I like to go like, just like randomish players like Albert Vete. People like that. I like that. That's what I like. Yeah. Vete? Karen? I was thinking Josh Karen as well. Karen, yeah. Yeah, Vete for sure. Vete. What do you reckon we're going to get here? Because I'm getting worse at predicting those. I'd be saying sub two for Vete. Sub two? Mm. Sub two. 1.22. Very nice. Great start. Great start now. Go across one. Next one is New Zealand Warriors and the Dragons. My question to you, did you play first grade at the Dragons or not? No, Charity. No, I got burned by this. I went dead and camp on the Dragons right one the other week and I got... Cost you. Does Charity Shield count? (laughs) I highly doubt it. The grid, you've let me down. Okay. Never so, um, so we need dragons and warriors. A dragon and a warrior. I, I tell you what, the grid didn't count Nico Hines as a premiership winner the other day, so I don't. I don't think uh, Charlie Shield was going to count, even though he's in the seventeen. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't he, count he him. Get on the field, it's but tough. he's still in the seventeen. I know it was a, definitely the wrong call, but the, grid, the, the grid's call. ruthless. The grid is ruthless. Okay, dragons, warriors, and ha- and what has to have played in those years no, or not? Just dragons, just dragons warriors. warriors. Twenty. Yeah, you and Aiken's a good one. Uh, who else have we got? I mean, Ford's a bit recent. He probably a lot of people have picked. Oh, did Ford even play for the Dragons? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. yeah. You said Beal. Played him in every position. Oh, Beal. Beal's a great. Beal's a good Beal's one. A great Gerard shout. Beal's a good shout. It's a great shout. Beal. Yeah. yeah let's go, Beal. Beal or no Beal. <laughs> <laughs> Beal. Oh, seven point eight. Tough gig. Oh, what? Now, Beal's Steve Price teammate played for the Warriors. Ah, oh, okay. Well, Dem has yeah, to be. Has to be. What do you reckon this would be? 0. 0.53. Ooh, brain. With a brain emoji on top. Nice. There we Very go. nicely done. That's because you brained him over there, mate. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> All right. Debuted 2015 to 2020 and is a premiership winner. 
2015 oh, to 2020. Pine, but you said no. So debut yeah. 2015 to 2020. Yep. Franco yep. Lee. Oh, oh, did he debut? I reckon he debuted just before that. Oh. For the Durs. Yeah, it would have been just before that, I yeah. reckon. Yeah. Um, close. Premiership winner. Let's get Rogue. Who's won comps last few years? What about... Cowboys. With Cowboys. What about, like, Jack Bird? That's not a bad one. Or he'd be right on the cusp. Be right on the cusp. Because we had him the other day. He, he, he debuted 2015. Are you sure of that? Yeah, we had him on the podcast yeah, the other day. Yeah, had him on the podcast the other oh. day. Could be good. He bird the word. Three point three five. Very good. Um, Agreed, boys. <laughs> well done, boys. A premiership winner that played for the Dragons. Mm. Nightingale. I'm thinking like a Jared Saffy. Oh, oh just look at smoke it. Smoking from the bench there. Yeah, I think he was on the. Oh, Guru. Oh, zero point six three. Oh yes, oh, Guru. Wizard. Emoji. Wizard. Wizard. No big deal. Stop bringing it up. Wizard emoji. <laughs> A Steve Price teammate that was a premiership winner. Thurston. Brent Tate. Oh, no. Brent Tate. Came in for Price, didn't Brent he? Tate. You want to go Brent Tate? Because he's 2006 Broncos. Yeah, yeah, And they were at Warriors. I like that sort of out, I like that out thinking. of the box yeah. thinking. Brent Tate. 5.43. Oh, Not, Not bad. Not bad. Okay. We're doing okay here. Might finish in the top 1,000 or so. <laughs> um, debuted 2015 to 2020. And played for the Canterbury Bulldogs. I reckon this is a rogue one. Let's go Corey Horsburgh. I was going to say, yeah. Those oh, loan deals. Are yeah, that loan. Yeah. <laughs> that's gold. Oh, that's Horsburgh. great. He, he definitely played before 2020, Horsburgh. You had him on the other day, didn't you? Oh. Yeah, he played the grand final year. Yeah, yeah. played the grand final. Yeah, okay. played the grand final. 2.1. Nice to Okay. Play. Dragons. So, so how many players, did it say how many players are playing? Or will it yeah, be? it does. Still yeah, be. so Dragon. Day, it was only 500 people playing. As in people playing. The oh, game. no, there's like it's exploded. thousands. Oh, did it explode? Yeah, yeah. it's huge We'll now. take credit for yeah. that. <laughs> uh, Dragons, Bulldogs. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, yeah. I'm starting big and you can whittle it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, Dragons, Bulldogs. Mick Ennis. Uh, Chase Stanley. Oh. Chase Stanley. Yeah, that's a good show. Oh, Chase yeah. Stanley. Can you get any weirder, Matty? Not, not in the next Duffy. 10 seconds, no. 3.11, we'll take okay. it. Oh, right. okay. Let's finish with a bang. That's a good one. Steve Price, teammate, Canterbury Bulldogs. Tony Grimaldi. <laughs> Jamie Jamie Feeney. <laughs> Feeney's going to be hard to <laughs> Some of these names are jokes. 68 players did it, according to the grid. The grid, the grid never lies. The grid doesn't lie. Feeney? Some of these names are just throwbacks. It's so good to <laughs> Not Jalen Feeney, Jamie, Jamie Feeney. Feeney. So we finished with 25.8. No, that's not bad. What, we, what was Feeney? What was, what did uh, we get? By the way, I said we finished in the top 1,000. We're 997. Yes. Oh, nice. Feeney was 1.7. Good. How well, many, how good many people played? Uh, so far today at 12.51 p.m., 2,160. It's, it's literally quadrupled. Your dead, dead ball dynamo <laughs> with a coffin emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> the best, best content on mm. the internet. And shout out to the NRL grid guys. I hope they're making some money off this because cool little game. We save the cool. best for last, don't we? Yeah, always. Always. We should open the podcast with this. Could you imagine? People are like, are you fucking serious? Um, <laughs> I'd be all for it. <laughs> what, what's the best um, you finished? Oh. I've been a bedshit merchant. Yeah, I've, I, haven't, I, haven't had, I haven't had like a 
really, really good one. That's the yeah. first all yeah. green one I've had in a while. I've had <laughs> yeah, a couple right. of clangers. All right, there you go. Speaking <laughs> of clangers. <laughs> Fifty percent of everything. Worst content ever. Thanks for listening. We'll go and fuck ourselves. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.